0: Hello. Hello, X. Hello. <laughs> Hello,
1: Clarice. Oh, you're,
2: uh, you're terrible I, at that. I Fuck can you. smell you through the monitor. <laughs> <laughs> I can smell your feet. Run, Clarice, run. <laughs> it's awful.
3: Oh, God.
0: <laughs> Dude, stop using my fucking back scratcher. I
1: can't. I have a itchy back right now. I
0: don't give a shit. That's my back scratcher. <laughs> oh, I have you? to sanitize that now <laughs> with bleach <laughs> to get rid of your fucking leprosy. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. Pieces just fall off, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, X. We should not be screwing around because we were already starting a half hour late for you. Half
1: hour late, and storms are moving into the city. Yeah, well, already, I've kept them updated on that. Yeah, <laughs> fucking yeah. ice. I'm
2: far more worried about your personal safety than I am any kind of time constraints with this. I'm fine.
1: Fucking
0: here I'm already home, and he's taking a lift. So
2: yeah. <laughs> oh good. I
1: just, I just have to hope <laughs> my lift. Dr- that guy. <laughs> I just have to hope
0: my lift driver's somewhat competent. Yeah, or at least you can get another one whenever that guy fucks up and you don't get hurt.
1: <laughs> oh well, hopefully. Or they're already e- even out. I mean, there has to be, right? Yeah. There's always some asshole wanting to make some money. Yeah. Well, and
0: it's not supposed to hit till later tonight. Yeah, anyway. until like midnight now. Yeah. It so was like ten. Be, it's gonna
2: be some dude in a fucking salt truck. <laughs> hey, you need Are a mat? <laughs> yes, I I'll am. Be in.
0: <laughs> uh, X, how many more shows do you got left before the retirement kicks in?
2: Um, pretty much whatever I'm scheduled for. So I've got this one. I've got some more stuff to do with Cinema Beef, and that's pretty much it, unless somebody comes at me with a surprise invite. You unbelievable prick (laughs) wow how dare you leave us (laughs) Matt's sad that you're leaving us
0: when he hasn't even listened to any podcast you're on besides our own I like talking to him (laughs) You can still interact with them. You'll still be on Facebook and shit, right? Yeah. That's true. Yes. Yeah, I
1: can interact I with them like that way. <laughs> I just like him better than I like you. Fair enough. <laughs> I like him better than I like me. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. I like him better than I like me, too. But I like you better than I like me. That's how much I don't like me. So in the hierarchy of hate, <laughs> yeah. you're like, number one, you dislike yourself above all others. exactly. And I'm number two? Yes. Wow, that's shitty. Yeah. Uh, you know what? No, Trump's like right above you. <laughs> Well, you hate yourself more than you hate Trump? Yes, yes. Because I forced myself to live in a world where Donald Trump is president.
0: <laughs> That's a level of stealth loathing I'm not even prepared for.
2: I love being in a room full of lapsed Catholics. <laughs> right?
0: <laughs> prolapsed Catholic.
2: <laughs> he has the rose bun.
0: <laughs> His vice is being a prolapsed Catholic, Ooh. and only I have the A&D ointment. Oh, God. <laughs>
1: Oh, Jesus, man. <laughs> oh, thank God I haven't eaten it all today.
0: Your vice is Milwaukee's best, and only I have the case. <laughs>
1: there you go. <laughs> I need that case, man. <laughs> you got any more of that Milwaukee's best?
2: <laughs> you got any more of that third-rate Wisconsin beer?
0: Your vice is non exploitation films, X, and only I have the links.
2: Oh, shit. That's true. That is, <laughs> that is accurate.
0: If I'm uh, going to point that inward. <laughs> you ready for this, Matt? I'm ready. All right. Your vice is women in prison films, and only your wife knows for sure. <laughs> Yeah. Alright, that was lame and, and pointless. Go ahead. Your and- vice
2: is a hidden sausage and only I have the lotion. Oh
0: And we're back to Matt's prolapse.
2: <laughs> we're back to dicks. <laughs> Actually I had another one which which fits right in with that too. Uh, Matt, your vice is a disassembled habit trail and only I have the gerbil. Jesus Christ <laughs> almighty. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, back to dicks <laughs> Your vice is a crack pipe Got any
0: more of that
2: crack? Anyone who isn't dead or from another plane of existence Would do well to cover their ears Right about now DS-R-O-E-S, DS-R-O-E-S. Garbage people B-S-R-O-B-S
3: B-S-R-O-B-S
2: Cinema PsyOps My personal view is that it's naughty,
4: Ghastly, speedy, Korean biologistic and generally nauseating. They are unbelievably
3: nauseating. They are the
4: antithesis of humankind. I regard them as disgusting, nasty, horrible, without any kind of a minute. I just do not believe that any allegedly cultural activity which strikes at the roots of culture is to be applauded. They represent nothing to my mind, enduring, decent or worthwhile. I just do not believe that they contribute anything worthwhile to inflict themselves upon society at large.
3: I would like to see somebody dig a very, very large, exceedingly deep hole and drop the whole bloody lot down it. You know, I think uh, the whole world would
2: be vastly improved by their total utter non-existence. Cinema PsyOps with Hawk and Matt.
0: Hello and welcome to Cinema PsyOps. His vice happens to be Milwaukee's best, and only I have the case. It's Matt. Shiver me timbers. How we doing? (laughs) Shiver your timbers? I don't know. Uh, no. No? Now, speaking of vices, both locked and unlocked in the rooms, Mm -hmm. joining us tonight and possibly one of his last appearances ever on a podcast, maybe even this one, which makes me extremely sad. Boo, you whore! Is X? How's it going, buddy? Going good, folks. Hey, fuckers, how are you? <laughs> We're alive. That's a start. Yeah. Yes. We survived the first uh, snow apocalypse here in Omaha, where we had a bit of an ice storm that hit overnight,
1: about what three a.m. I guess. Yeah. It,
0: it went from like fifty degrees to like twenty in a legit, just a matter of hours legit, with a legit rainstorm.
1: Yeah. Legit, it was sixty degrees on Sunday, and then yeah. And then just as Omaha is, the good Omaha weather giveth, and then the good Omaha weather taketh away.
0: <laughs> Both things happen to us all the time. Yes. Yeah. Luckily, Oma Dome protected uh, at least the major metropolitan area a little bit. So it was a little slick, but not horrible. Yeah. It was much worse on the outskirts of the city. Very much so. But deep under the ground here in the lab, everything's nice and warm Toasty. and cozy. Yeah. Yeah. It's like being in a womb.
1: Seated seats on our butts. Hitted <laughs> seats. Our vices a heated seat in the lab (laughs) and only I have the technology to build them. That's right.
0: (laughs) So, X, speaking of vices, how are uh, all of your vices doing lately?
2: Most of my vices are in boxes right now. Oh, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, because we're in the process of moving. But, you know, I mean... As far as tonight's show goes, my original plan for the evening was just tributing a picture of Rondo Hatton while listening to old Dave Matthews band. So this is much better.
0: I'm okay with the picture of Rondo Hatton, but why the Dave Matthews band? I don't see the correlation between the two.
2: Because it burns. <laughs> oh, Jesus.
0: <laughs> uh, that's what I'm going to miss when you retire is those weird little jokes about music that not many people are going to get, but the ones that do are going to love them.
2: <laughs> uh, well, I'm sorry that you will miss that. Oh, I'm going to miss so everything. I, just know that I'll be somewhere, somewhere in Knoxville making obscure music references.
1: can you just do, like, like, wh- who's the guy who did the whole entire show from his car that we almost killed him in the summer? Oh, Ryan.
2: Yeah, Ryan.
1: Yeah. You'd be like him and just do a <laughs> show from the car. You may <laughs> die, true, but at least we get to talk to you. Yeah,
0: those Knoxville summers would be really <laughs> horrible to lock him in a car.
1: <laughs> like, Your vice
0: is podcasting with us, X, and only a locked car can provide it. <laughs>
2: My vice is dehydration, and only June has the key. <laughs> <laughs>
0: In case people can't figure it out by our very unwitty versions of the name of this film. Yes. Your vice is a locked room and only
1: I have the key. A title that is only longer when you write it down than it is when you say it. I know. I I have never seen a movie title this long. That's the (laughs) longest movie title I've ever seen. It's not the length of your movie title. It's how you read it. (laughs) It's not the length of the movie title. It's how it's
0: used. Now, this was X's pick, actually, from the movie Stack Jenga this week. Now, I think I know what the reason is. Just want to make sure you pick this for Fennec, right? Oh, hell yeah. And there's no other reason, right? I mean...
2: (laughs) (laughs) Hell yes. Yeah, anything she's in would have been fine, but this in particular, I think is one of her best performances, if you even notice the fact that she's acting.
0: Yeah, she's quite a lady. Do you know which one we're talking about? Yeah. Uh, Oh, so you started
1: Googling pictures of Fennec.
2: Goddamn right, I did the minute I saw her.
1: (laughs) You and everyone else. Yeah. I mean, come on, she's exactly, especially, well, apparently X2, she's our type. (laughs) I mean... Yeah. If we have a type, she's it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, here's the thing about Edward Fennec, all right? She's everyone's type. Yeah. Gay dudes are even like, holy fuck, look at that woman. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Oh. The straight women are even like, I'd go for that.
1: Yeah, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's how Fennec works. Yeah. There's two times in your life. The time before you realize that Edward Fennec is a living, breathing being yes. that you just so happen to be lucky enough to be alive at the same time on the planet with. I feel like I became a man again. And then there's the time after that where you wallow in despair that <laughs> she will never, ever give you the time of death or so, care that you're alive.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she will never know I exist.
0: You will from this day forth live in despair knowing that she exists and will not care for you mm-hmm. in any way, Is shape, it or right? form. Is wrong I took
1: screenshots of, you know, so even if you remove the movie from the drive, I have screenshots. It's not wrong. I don't, Is wrong?
0: <laughs> I, I don't know why that would be a big deal. I mean, because yeah, if right? you really want to see photos of her naked out
1: there, they're everywhere. Yeah, you can just Google that shit.
0: So I'm assuming that from here on out, anytime we want to do a Fennec movie or I decide I want to do a Fennec movie on the, on the show... You're I'll down.
1: Be I'll be in. You don't care in. what the
0: content I, is. I don't even care. Yeah. Yeah. All right. You heard it here first. Matt just agreed. Any Fennec film
1: <laughs> is that bad though? Is oh, that you, real bad? You, you may have opened up a <laughs> whole I, big can did of worms. I open up Pandora's box on this one. Yes, but the last thing in the box is hope. Uh, is it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the
0: movie. <laughs> <laughs> so once you wade through everything else, you'll find what? hope, and you'll be like,
1: ah. Oh, is that like supposed to be nice or? No, that's the real
0: thing. The it... last thing that's in Pandora's box after everything else uh, escapes oh, okay. is hope.
1: Is hope? Yeah. Oh, fuck. Or so the legend goes. Uh, All (laughs) I know is I Googled and I saw a couple movie titles where I may have known that I'd open myself up for this. But I mean, she's just that powerful that I'm willing to.
0: Some of her best work, as X already pointed out, this is probably her best acting work. But her best work is when she worked with Sergio Martino. There's a brief... Like, little snapshot of the 70s where her husband at the time was the producer. Mm -hmm. Luciano Martino, is that correct, X? Yes. Okay. Her husband was the producer of these films. Everyone's an Antino. Sergio was his brother. Oh. So, Lucio and Benek were married. Yeah. And so, anything that he produced, she got put into these films. The best of them being the ones that Sergio directed. Okay. And we've done other Sergio Martino films. Which ones? 2019 Fall in New York that we covered with OTC. Oh, my God. When we guessed it on there. Yeah. The Fishman and Her Queen, that really terrible one oh. that he made later on. Oh. Yeah. But there's a lot of really great movies that this man has done, and I would submit to you that Your Vice is a locked room, and only I have the key. Let me oh. catch my breath after that is one of them. Yeah. yeah I would <laughs> think so. Coincidentally, when I tried to write the title out, I realized that I would still be writing it by the time I finished my notes and the movie. <laughs> Did you just, like,
1: initial it? or
2: like, I just wrote it? Your Vice.
0: Your Vice. <laughs> there That's you. no
2: better. I tried that. I tried just making it, like, an abbreviation. I was like, oh, well, you we could just call it, you know, Y-V-I-A-L-R-X. A-O-I-H-T-K, and that's no shorter. There's
1: too many vowels. (laughs) There's way
0: too many vowels. (laughs) <laughs> there's too much of everything in this movie and that's why I really enjoy <laughs> it before we get really far into it yeah I know that you're about to retire X but it wouldn't be our show if we didn't try and pimp your wares anything projects wise coming up in the retirement from podcasting that you'd like to talk about
2: well I mean you'll still be able to hear me on various past episodes of podcasts so that's kiss the goat the food chain theme warriors and cinema beef podcast I've still got some cinema beef stuff to do and those are all available on the Legion Podcast Network, but you know, really, I'm heading out to the wastelands to take the law to the lawless. So. God damn. You'll hear about me, even if you don't see me, and I may pop up on Facebook every once in a while, but for the most part, I'm going to disappear for a while, but that's okay, because you know, I'm a fuel-injected suicide machine. I'm a rocker. I am a roller. I am an out-of-controller. I am X. Remember me when you look at the night sky.
3: Do, do, you, see do <laughs> you see me? For
1: some reason, <laughs> He's going out to the wasteland. I have this visual of X standing like on a desert, holding a sawed-off shotgun with his wife just gripping to his leg, being surrounded by people and not caring whatsoever.
0: Is he in a loincloth or is that just in my head?
1: Uh, that's just in your head. He's leather-clad in mine. Ooh. Yeah. For the record, I'm into both of those uh, fantasies. Me too. <laughs> me too. I didn't think of the loincloth. So you just said it. So now it's there. Yeah. Leather, right? Zip.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> While Matt and I uh, need to take a break here for a quick moment. So what we'll do is... We'll will, we will play a promo for One of X's podcast. We'll have a little bit of music from Your Vice is a locked room, and only I have the key. Ooh. Oh my god! That's do you need
1: yeah. an inhaler just to say that title? <laughs>
0: no, and there's no English language trailer that has any dialogue. It's all music yeah. and and just shots of the film. Yeah, so we won't have a trailer. Uh... But when we come back, we will be talking about Your Vice is a locked room, and only I have the key.
2: Hey, you like podcasts about
0: food? Well, how about
2: chains? Howdy, howdy, are you in (laughs) luck? I'm Cootie. My name is X, and you might know us from the wildly successful Kiss the Goat podcast.
5: But when we're not drinking fine white wine and helling Satan, we're watching animal attack movies.
2: Holes in the ozone layer. Giant rodents. Packs of wild creatures roaming the streets in search of the most dangerous prey, Humanity. Join us and a special guest animal expert. I'm going to have your health inspector, Bad Grabowski. <laughs> Hi, I'm Allison. I tried a up. You never smashed an ant and smelled it? Every other Thursday on the food chain where nature runs amok and mankind is always on the menu.
6: That's the food chain exclusively on the Legion
5: Podcast Network.
2: Animal attack, bitches! Fuck
3: yeah.
0: so I did the same thing that I did when we were doing Foxy Brown Matt I went out and I found a record that somebody ripped you know online yeah that had the music from the film on it of course there was like a four track pressing of a vinyl that was done in the UK
1: that's par for the course
0: unfortunately the person who did the rip turned the volume up way too loud and now shit's distorted I gotcha <laughs> so it wasn't very usable for the
1: track unfortunately so it sounds like the fucking cat that's in this fucking movie yeah, all yeah, the
0: we'll, we'll, we'll get into that alright all right, all right. I don't really have a trailer, so we're just going to kind of roll on to the review here. We're okay. As you bitch and moan about uh, the way that the fucking cat sounded.
1: Why do we both sound like we're trying to conceal a crime and yet interrogate the other? And fasc- I think it's the shock of what happened in the film perhaps. Oh, maybe. Well, let's get into it. Well, okay then. Alright, so the movie opens
0: up with, uh, well, bodies under what looks like a silk sheets
2: in. You know, nothing gets me in the mood like blurry sex. Yeah, it takes me back to the old days. I
0: thought I was just concussed because I felt down the stairs in a hurry to go see edwick fennec naked <laughs>
2: <laughs> that, that
1: could also have been a possibility i didn't know so i knew it wasn't concussed but uh i just took i just thought you know it was like i was 15 again and we found the one scrambled porn channel and you're trying to make it work it
0: didn't have the curly like wavy colored lines that you yeah. would normally see
1: and you didn't really get to hear the sounds it was all music so it's like yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah.
0: And there was none of that talk about how, like, there's, you know, something wrong with the sink and they need an extra long snake to unclog it.
1: Like, on case you might hear the word nipple and go, whoo. <laughs> and wonder if that was an elbow. Yeah. <laughs>
0: All right, so this is with the credits rolling over top of it. And in my notes, I wrote, sexy and
1: blurry. God, it's like yeah. I'm at the optometrist's office. Number one or number two? Number one or number two?
2: Maybe oh. they just can't figure out how to get under the sheet. You know, I mean, <laughs> the is, bedtime is difficult.
1: It is silk. I mean, you could slip right out of that. That's dangerous. Yeah, right out of the sheets, right yeah. out of the bed, onto the floor. That's all dangerous. That's too dangerous, in fact. Do not practice eat, sex. <laughs> and it's all staticky. Nobody wants that.
0: And it's really hard to get blood
1: out of in silk sheets good god <laughs> almighty what are you doing uh nothing you're doing sex wrong no I'm doing it right <laughs> well for you
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: yeah crime
0: scene sex I'm into that <laughs> alright so I watched the English language version of the film and I'm pretty sure Matt did
3: as well of course
1: because he gets his stuff from me yes,
0: I, both watching, drugs and movies I, <laughs>
1: <laughs> I watched and then ingested whatever you said to me in that package. Oh, they were supposed to be mutually exclusive. Oh, well, I see five of you. What's happening right
0: now? Right. Now, X, did you watch the English language version? Because you have the same disc that I have.
2: Um, I, w- I didn't, though, because it was on Amazon Prime, and my disc was already packed away in a box. Aww. So what I got was I got a version on Amazon Prime that is hard-coded with subs, and then my TV was playing closed captions over that, so I couldn't turn it off. Yikes. (laughs) So yeah, it was like oh, I'm reading two different versions of the same dialogue about 30 seconds apart. Hex likes to
1: read nerd.
0: Now, as far as I can figure it, though, there's not a huge difference in the cuts like you would get in most English language versions versus the Italian version. I mean, it was still I think the running time was basically the same. So that's kind of a at least a very gentle thing that this film has going on, as opposed to other Italian films where you got an American release and it's 86 minutes and then you get the original version of it. And it's like 95, 96. (laughs) They cut out everything. (laughs) Dario Argento's Deep Red. I'm looking at you when it became The Hatchet Murders. Damn don't know what you're talking about or the or phenomena insane. yeah yeah there's another one tenebrae when it became insane and they cut like 12 minutes out and added a disco tune at the end okay american distributors are fucking assholes sometimes dude well
1: most anything american is kind of a fucking asshole you said it
0: yourself best america's a bunch of cunts bunch of cunts <laughs> all right so the english language version that i have for mero video actually plays the title gently before she dies which is so much easier to say and i kind of wonder if that's why they went with that Maybe. And it also has sexual overtures to it a little bit, too.
2: I think we should just call it your vice dot dot dot.
0: <laughs> your vice, etc etc
2: Your vice? A uh, key? <laughs> huh?
0: <laughs> <laughs> so it's about two minutes before we actually see the title, and the whole musical overture is going on. And then they finally cut from that to an establishing shot of, I have in my notes as a palatial estate, you could call it a crumbling mansion, I've heard it
1: referred to that as well. And it was such a super long intro, but then I discovered why the end is very abrupt so <laughs> but, yeah.
0: well there's no credits at the end because yeah. they put them all in the front that's like yeah. the, like the really old school movies back in the day yeah they would put all the credits up front and front load it yeah
1: and then the movie would just end oh that's true they would yeah. and now, but i'm just like that's the only thing i could think of during the whole intro i'm like this probably be one of those movies where we don't have a shit ton of credits at the end and it wasn't yeah, it wasn't there was literally none there was nothing and so
0: when i say roll credits i'll be lying later yes yeah. we have the establishing shot of the crumbling mansion or palatial state, whatever you want to say. But it's very clearly in disrepair from that establishing shot that you see. And then they cut from that to the eyes of a black cat, which is in no way, shape or form a puppet. No, not at all. <laughs> this is a very real cat and they in cut, a very real time. And they cut from that to our very first clip.
7: She deserved to be compared with Mary Stewart. No one else ever had two such diverse claims to fame. One is a murderess, the other is a martyr. But she was a lady, a real aristocrat. I hear his mother was supposed to be a big-time actress. Oh, yeah, the way I heard she was supposed to be a big- To
8: my mother. He's doing his nostalgia for mama thing. Italians love that bag, you know.
7: I said, the mother. All right, thou scum of the earth. Let's all give generously. My mistress has a libation to perform. Come on, give me your heartfelt offerings for my wife. Here you are. I'd much rather be drinking from my skull.
6: Huh? Olivia, do not like this. To
7: our joyous matrimony.
6: <laughs>
7: Bottoms up, dear wife. <laughs>
8: Quaint customs you have here?
7: Ah, uh, yes, my dear. We have a cultural background straight out of Attila the Hun. So sorry, my mistress. Got the wrong mixture, I guess. Where do you think you're going? This is Brenda. Not bad for a maid, huh? In losing our colonies and then gaining a servant like Miss Brenda, I think we made a whale of a deal.
8: Have you a thing for black girls, Oliviero?
7: A common Caucasian disease called the white male's burden. Who knows if a night within isn't everyone's secret dream.
6: Daughter,
0: daughter, lift your... All right, so during that clip, we actually hear the ad asshole, Filling up a fruit bowl with not just his but everyone else's drinks at the party. What a shit stain! We're talking white wine, red wine, oh, scotch, I think at one
1: probably. point. Whiskey. I don't, He's dumping all, I know all is these this different dude's drinks. A
2: shit-stained, racist misogynist. prick. And it's like dinner with Gigi Allen. He, <laughs>
1: yeah, pretty much. Um, only without this is you know I, shit eating. This is what I imagine the Trump White House dinner to be like. <laughs>
0: Yes, only with less racism. At least yes. not so overt.
1: But yeah, 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 yeah.
0: And once again, as I am wont to do, I did remove as many of those types of references <laughs> as I you. possibly could. Thank you. Anything that, was... that would make even just I me mean, in my white guild uncomfortable.
1: I, I guess in a sense, I'm not bothered hearing it because I know it's part of horribleness culture, especially of time. And, you know, you know kind of sucks that it happened. But fuck, yeah, it's no reason to put it on the show because fuck that. Fuck, fuck you, racist prick. It was
0: pretty uncomfortable just watching him trying to force the wife to chug that fruit bowl. It's just a fruit bowl filled. With liquor.
1: Well, then I, you know, and is and that was hard to watch, and that was terrible. But then you follow it up and compound it with then he's fucking rubbing all over uh, this woman who's supposed to be their maid while hurling racist remarks towards her. All the while he's groping her, and you're just like, "Wow, so fuck you." Yeah, yeah, the guy's a complete piece of
0: shit. And I get that he and his wife may have some kind of a sadomasochistic thing going on, and you know this might be how they like to play. But fuck, that's a bit much, man. uh,
1: Not in front of company. I <laughs> mean, come on. We didn't we did. see that. Let's be honest. It's, it's in front of hippies, yeah. all right? Oh, yeah.
0: And apparently the, commune. O- the only way that they can calm him down is to impromptu sing daughter, daughter yeah. over and over again while they clap badly yes. and not in sync. With no
1: rhythm whatsoever. Yeah.
0: And then a woman then dances to it while taking off her clothes.
2: Thank you, movie. How is this the time for a goddamn hippie sing along? <laughs> and, and what does that song even mean? What color are your dreams? And really doesn't matter once skinny stevie nicks climbs up on the fucking table and does her <laughs> freaky naked dance my family dinners aren't like this my non-family dinners aren't like this am i missing something Is that i live to see the seven wonders all right x number one let me stop you right there they're hippies
1: it's never going to make sense when they decide to start singing they're just gonna do uh, it and you're gonna to have to fucking live with it people on acid can write good lyrics <laughs> they can but, but they were already gonna... talented
0: lyricists and musicians but, before they took the acid i'm not
1: even talking about their, their lyricism. I'm talking about the timing of singing. They're just going to even the talented ones will decide to sing wherever the fuck they want, whether it's appropriate or not. It's well, like, huh, we just saw a man abuse his wife. Might as well break into
0: song. Well, first of all, when you watch a man physically and verbally and emotionally abuse his wife, the first thing a hippie's going to try and do is heal them with song.
1: Oh, God. That's the most hippie <laughs> fucking thing you can possibly do, right? And this is
0: why hippie is useless. Yeah, exactly. This is why I have no time for hippie. This sing-along lasts for a really fucking long time. It really It really
1: does, too. And also just reverse, like, the same verse over and over and over again. I'm almost sure that they just forgot the rest of the verses, and she's just singing that. Either that or it just didn't translate well into English. I don't know, but... It could be, too. But, uh, hey, there was a naked girl dancing, so... I mean, even the hippies get one thing right. I'm just kidding. Not really. Well, she strips to the quote-unquote beat. Yeah.
0: You know, I mean, she is at least moving in the asynchronous rhythm. There's a beat? (laughs) Yeah, with the way way that they're clapping, it's... It's like a beat, only, you know, it looks it's more like there's...
2: stripping the pentatonics, come on. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's like jazz stripping. You yeah. think you're going to enjoy it, but then you're just like, what What are you doing?
1: I'd take Sir Mix-a-Lot over that any day.
0: <laughs> Hell, man, I'd even take some Rob Zombie playing yeah, over right?
1: that. Yeah, right, well, yeah, definitely. Apparently, that's American-made music to
0: strip by. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it is. <laughs> so, yeah, we got some nudity right off the bat. I mean, we're about, what, not even 10 minutes into the movie, and we get a little bit of nudity.
1: Once again, Thank I, you movie. I got a weird thought that I'm um, like, are we getting closer to this porn thing that we keep talking about because it just seems we keep edging closer and closer to that line. Oh, we're edging alright.
3: <laughs> <laughs> We've gotten really good at that. <laughs>
1: While
0: the hippies are doing their thing, much to Captain Oedipus's chagrin, let's face it, the guy's really into his mom in ways that makes no sense. Ew. Unless you're, you know, a motherfucker.
1: Oedipus. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Oedipus Rex over here. (laughs) (laughs) The mistress, and this is apparently his wife, but he refers to her as his mistress, cleans herself up in serious emotional distress. And then the first time that I watched this, I was wondering, oh, great. Is this another gaslighting movie? God damn it.
2: (laughs) I actually really like this, this little scene of her kind of cleaning herself up because It's that old. I'm crying at my own reflection in the mirror, but then I gain some kind of weird personal inner strength, and it's like Hulk Hogan trying to push his way out of a sleeper hold from the Iron Sheik.
1: It it does. It's that old movie trope of you know you're broken down, then you look up at your own reflection in the mirror and start shaking with purpose and you know vigor, and
2: and then you're like, I'm Sally Field.
1: (laughs) (laughs) For me, I just
0: look at the mirror and keep saying I'm fine over and over again until my (laughs) reflection jumps out and says. I don't think so. We just cut up our girlfriend with a chainsaw. Does that sound fine?
1: I typically just say it in the mirror and just keep whispering. It's okay. Over and over and over again while crying. <laughs> Much like your priest did holding, to you while holding, you were crying, a, holding a beer that's upside down and empty and wondering where the other ones are. And then you look at the floor and no, yeah, it's gone. in your
0: stomach. <laughs> but as X had mentioned, she does do this unending sobs and tears where she's having a bit of a freak out in the it's mirror. Little there,
1: paper clips moment. That, it's well-deserved.
0: And then she actually does get this look over her face. And is it Anita Stringberg is the actress's name? Yes. Okay. She actually has this really powerful moment, as you had mentioned, where this calm, almost psychosis comes over her face, where it looks like she just shuts down and then something else takes over. And I think she does that actually really well. I've seen it acted poorly by other people who are doing the same thing, where okay. they get a moment of clarity, as Matt would like to refer to it, if he would ever stop drinking.
1: Um, listen, I've had... 20 moments of clarity they last for about five minutes to 15 minutes sometimes an hour depending how far i am away from that current liquor store for me to get my next fix
0: <laughs> your vices liquor and only i have the key to the store <laughs> <laughs> All right. So she ends up showing up. They do this little cut after we get this like calm, cool psychosis look on her face. And she is wearing the dress from mommy's painting here too, referred to in my notes as mommy's dress because it fits. Yeah. The cat hisses at her and Oedipus gets cat. I'm telling you right now. (laughs) And Oedipus gets all pissed and starts beating the shit out of his wife who quote unquote provoked him by talking bad about his mother and his fucking fantasy of fucking his mother whiny little pansy mama's boy. She falls to the ground from the first smack. Her boob pops out of the dress and he tells her she is a stinking whore and a bunch of other horrible misogynistic stuff before stuckling at her breast. This is not a man kissing a boob like a man is wont to do. Yes. This is a man reverting to babyhood sucking on a tit.
1: Literally I thought he was going to say mom. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oedipus is getting real creepy real fast in this shit. She says no when he grabs her panties like he's going to rip them off. Should we mention Mentioned that the entire time the servants in the room watching.
1: Yes, <laughs> just kind of sitting fact, there. In fact, it seemed like when she walked in, the servant might have been I don't know blowing the dude. Kind of. Yeah, yeah, because she her head that. her head raised up and she was on the same couch he was had, he he was on. So I'm under the belief that he may have had their servant lady blowing him. Oh, it's
0: already been stated that they're getting after it, and he already pretty much said that he you know that whole white man's burden racist talk that he was talking about to
1: yeah want to have a black up, woman up territories but now look what we got in return yeah and, and i'm like you shit oh uh, i should fucking punch you in the face
0: and if i were that young lady and after i heard him talk like that i'd be like fuck
1: you go blow yourself yeah right
0: <laughs> all right so she's just watching as this happen he rips off the panties and then it's total rape time right here with not even 10 minutes of the fucking clock of the film going so thanks movie fuck off movie fucking
1: shithead piece of shit
0: <laughs> Yeah, you really don't like Oedipus. No. You better strap in, because he's going to get worse. Yeah. In yeah. our next clip.
6: Ah, the bottles. Look at all the bottles. I'm not
0: against drinking, mind you, good
6: God. I'm the first to enjoy having a triple now and then, but... But I don't understand. How these folks' livers can take the access? Well, they're always inviting friends over, Mrs. Molina's. Ah, them critters that sleep out at that campground. You ask me they look like they crawl out of the forest... Now, don't believe for a minute that I include you, my dear, but Professor Olivier has got the strangest ideas. And oh, my God, to think that 40 years ago, I was working in this house when his mother, the Countess, now there was a harlot, brought him into the world. Those were the days. Hello there, Satan.
2: He's the only intelligent critter around, if you ask me.
6: My <laughs> oh, God, have a little respect for an old lady, why don't you?
9: Hall.
4: Look here, Dario, since you're so hot with... How about putting in a word for me with the great white mistress? (laughs) You can put in the good word for me for both of them. I like salt and pepper on my meat. (laughs) Forget it, that there is way out of your league. The things that go on in Villa Rouvigny will blow your provincial mind.
8: Fighting these international shippers is getting harder every day, Mr. Rouvigny. Sometimes it takes months to get a book from London or Paris. You'll have to be patient tonight at the usual place. All
7: right, if I can make it, I I may be busy.
8: Listen, you can bag all that shit of your working all the time. Like you you began with me out back at the schoolhouse, professors. So now you pay. Will that be all, sir?
7: Yeah, fine, thank you. Uh,
4: Bartolo, put these in my account. Sure, Mr. Ravine. You know it's beyond me why Perinis have never reissued any of your books. It'd be a great pleasure to see them in our window. I'd find me a new publisher if I were you, Mr. Ravine. Good morning. Good morning, Mr. Ravine.
6: Get away, scat! I swear to God I'm gonna kill you one of these days.
7: Trying to drive Satan out with a broom, huh? There's a twist in exorcism.
6: I just wish your cat would leave my coop alone. You eating out tonight?
0: If I feel like it. No symbolism in that statement at all. Are you eating out tonight? If I feel like it. (laughs) If I feel like it. So after this clip, we see the young woman from the bookstore who was more or less threatening the author. Uh, Apparently, he was teaching a class while she was still in high school. Yeah. And they started having an affair back then, and now she's lording that over his head. For more
2: affair stuff. I like to call her Bones and Noble. (laughs) 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 <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right so while she's waiting a car kind of pulls up in the distance and then we see a figure dressed in the typical giallo fashion long black coat and a black hat that obscures the face not your first giallo is it matt
1: yes I oh, think
0: so. it is this is pretty typical as we mentioned although i guess you could kind of call pieces a giallo it was made in spain but it had the same kind of outfit for the killer oh <laughs> Black coat, true. black hat, Cadillac. The I boy's was, a time bomb. I was wondering. <laughs> I was waiting. I was leaving it out there for X, but you know.
2: No, I was thinking just every girl's crazy about a sharp-dressed man.
0: <laughs> this is true. This is very true. All right, so that person appears on the other side of... Now, I wrote it as a large industrial canopy. It's like this walkway area that... I don't know what kind of fucking... Is she like lumberyard or something like that? I thought
2: it was a monument company, like where they actually etch headstones.
0: That makes sense because there was a lot of stonework. It's around as well. It's something industrial. Yeah. And it's like this large canopy that like a truck could drive through maybe so they could load stuff up or unload it in the rain to protect it or something like that.
1: Something like that. From
0: under the tarps. But it has stuff thrown across the side of it. All I know is it's fucking creepy as shit whenever she starts crossing underneath that when it gets dark and she's walking around and there's a bunch of different shit that you could be jumping out from either side of it. Exactly. It really ratchets up the tension well when she walks underneath this. She ends up on the other side of a lot, which is completely empty, and she looks around very cautiously. This lady is actually trying to protect herself and be aware of her surroundings, but no one told her she's in a murder mystery type movie.
1: No, so <laughs> she's just going to be happy and carefree.
0: All of a sudden, a knife is raised with which looks an awful lot like a carpet knife, only longer. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, in my notes, it's, it is a linoleum knife. And once again, art imitates Mastodon. <laughs>
0: She walks past wherever this killer is. The knife gets raised. The raising of the knife creates some kind of a noise that she notices it. Then her back was turned. She turns around, sees the knife, looks up at it, and screams, then tries to run. She is chased, which is a pretty decent scene where she goes right back through that tunnel, but she's caught less than halfway through, and her throat is straight up slashed right open, and a pretty decent effect from 1972. Yeah, not bad. This is before Martino even did Torso, which is like the proto slasher movie, if you will.
1: Okay. Yeah. I don't-
0: know it no you haven't watched that with nope. me so you're good <laughs> <laughs> they cut from this to a ring at the door of the casa de oedipus the mistress aka his wife gets up and is hissed at once again by satan the cat major attitude problem on that kitty i fucking hate that fucking cat it's the owner's fault he's the one that turned it into that
1: i don't know man that or cat her. meows a lot the whatever mom. that yeah. meow is fucking annoying as shit <laughs> that's because it's
0: a needle drop meow that they got from the library i know right she sees a car pulling up to the house house and it's important to note that there are bottles strewn about all over the bedroom both the wife and the husband have been drinking profusely of course because that's well, the way he's an it.
1: alcoholic and she's trying to deal with the pain of being with the alcoholic and she might be self-medicating from the beatings yes or she's also just a troubled alcoholic as well well you know it does kind of attract each other yeah
0: you know addicts work together really well to get their next fix, you know pretty
1: much <laughs> all right so
0: the cars end up pulling from the main gate on the outside of the house and it's heading up to the main part of the house she starts running around trying to get ready and then she also attempts to wake up Oedipus it turns out that the car is in fact the police which she ends up telling him and that actually leads to our next clip
7: Real heavy sleepers, Inspector. Morning. Mr. Rouvigny, what do you want? I'm
5: sorry to to wake you up at this unusual hour. I'm Inspector Farla. It's annoying, I know, but I'm afraid there are some questions I'd like to ask you. Concerning? Well, let's say they're personal. I'm Oliviero Rouvigny. Oh, I know you very well, Mr. Rouvigny. At least by name, that is. Although it may sound, even inspectors do a little reading now and then. I'm no fanatic, but I do recall one or two of your books having passed through my hands. Don't you feel that that we'd better go inside, Rouvigny? Yeah, sure. Sure, Commander. This may be rather unpleasant for Mrs. Rouvigny to have to listen to. I prefer our talk were held in private. Why? There's no secrets between us. Oh, so much the better. That should expedite matters for us. Last night you had you had an appointment with uh, a young woman who worked at the Bartolo
7: bookstore. Am I right? Uh, Fausta? Yeah. I used to see quite a bit of her inspector, but not last night. The fact is I taught humanities for a short while at the local high school, and Fausta took some of my courses. And people talk about kids and diffs. To see a friendship lasting between pupil and
5: professor, H- Eight years after school's out, it's quite touching. Don't you think so, miss?
6: Very. The truth is, all of Oliviero's female students had a weak spot for him. I imagine it was never more than a passionate crush. One sugar or two.
7: Without sugar is fine. Thank you. So I presume then that, that Fausta has turned me in for allegedly standing her up. I not uh, Unfortunately, I don't believe she had time for that. We rather
5: doubt she died of a broken heart, Mr. Rouvigny. Good God. But I mean, who could commit such a vicious murder? Uh, that's just what we're trying to find out. At the moment, all we know for sure is that her throat was cut with a sharper blade, a sickle quite possibly. Mr. Rouvigny, I'd like you to tell us just exactly where it is you were last night, between 8 and 10. I was here at the villa. My wife can confirm that. Ah, I see. Is there anyone else who can confirm it? Some household servant, for example.
6: As you probably know, we've got a girl. Yesterday was her day off, though, and she often stays out all night.
5: Anyone else spend the night at the villa? What do you mean? I mean any one of the inhabitants of that mountaintop madhouse they call the Worldwide Campgrounds. You know, it's amazing, the network townspeople have for spreading gossip. No, last night, no one. I'm sorry to have to put you through this. And it may happen again. You see, murder has a habit of involving all sorts of people for no reason. So, you don't have a trip lined up, do you, Mr. Rouvigny? I see. Oh. No, no trips lined up. Oh, that's what I thought. A writer's mind does all his wandering. Well, whatever, don't stray too far. You've made your
7: appointments, And that goes for you, too, Mrs. Rouvigny. Sure. I don't know, Bartolo probably overheard our conversation. The girl was persecuted, going on for years. It was impossible. Simply refused to accept the fact it was all over and done. Anyway, thanks. You. you could have undone me, gotten me locked up for nothing. I was late because of an accident. A tire blew out. On me.
6: There's no need to say anything.
7: Yeah, it might spoil your new image of me running around carving up women's throats. Completely impotent as a novelist, but what a sadistic killer. <laughs> Who knows? Someday I might even try it. Maybe this throat will be my very
1: first one.
0: Okay, so he's completely impotent as a novelist. <laughs> and somehow to this weird guy, it's like uh, worse that it's that. Yeah, right. That he has writer's block as opposed to, you know, yep. <laughs> more of a holdup than a stick up these days.
1: Cock block,
2: <laughs> writer's block.
0: Writer's cock block?
2: Yeah. All right there, X. Yeah, I just, I was trying to think of a, of a good line and I don't have one. So carry on, gentlemen. <laughs> I,
0: I really thought you just finished. <laughs> <laughs> we thought the phrase writer's cock block did it for you. Yeah. Uh, Do you need one of us to say, ooh, what a lovely tea party?
2: Pretty much the side of Italian Peter Ustinov as the cop was enough for me. I was, I was good with that. All right, so after this clip, the
0: missus goes looking for clues about the Oedipus mobile. She's digging around, kind of trying to see if maybe he did actually kill his mistress. She ends up even popping the little cover over where the spare tire would be. And I'm guessing that goes into the trunk as well. So that might have been her way of peering into the trunk and seeing what's up, which was kind of an interesting shot where they did that from inside the trunk where you see her. Yeah. It reminds me that at one point in time Sergio Martino really had it he may have lost that whenever he went to TV and did that Fishman and Her Queen movie that we had to cover on OTC but (laughs) that was rough yeah that was really bad (laughs) as John Carpenter put it so eloquently directing is a young man's game (laughs) at this point Oedipus ends up catching her poking around the Oedipus mobile and then he threatens her violently to shut her mouth and to be careful what she's doing because apparently he has to control his wife through violence and threats
1: of course because he's he's lost Control in every other aspect of his life. Yeah,
0: he's a fucking shambles of a man. That's completely he's useless.
1: Fucking, he's a failure. Minus the violence, he's basically you. God damn! <laughs> I'm not that low. Not uh, you still have a job. I still have a, a job and a career that I'm actually good at.
0: Eh, <laughs> like you? You
1: failed upwards. No. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm bad at a lot of things, but what I do for my career, I'm pretty good at. <laughs> Ooh, Matt's standing up for
0: himself. I don't like a sober Matt.
1: (laughs) All right, so they cut from
0: this to Oedipus day drinking because... That's what he does. Mm. All right,
1: I I get it. I get it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Then he ends up staring at his mother's portrait, which Matt also gets.
1: I don't get it. I don't
0: get it. While he's he's day drinking, he's kind of...
1: No, I'm like any other self-respecting problem drinker. When I'm day drinking, I'm in my basement, underneath my desk, usually crying.
0: This is a really poignant scene. I just want to kind of lay it out for you here. So Oedipus is sitting there at a table. He's day drinking, staring at a picture of mommy, that portrait that he's obsessed with, wearing the that same dress that apparently he still has that costume for. And the whole time he's petting Satan the cat. There is absolutely no symbolism here at all. Not at all. Where he's, you know, got his hands on a pussy while staring at a portrait of mom and drinking. No symbolism there at all. Not at all. They cut from this to the hippies arrive to party, but Oedipus is in full on dad drunk rage mode. (laughs)
1: Get those kids out of the
3: pool.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And then he ends up sending them away because he doesn't feel like partying with hippies to try and feel young once again and distract them from his brooding, moody, moody wanting to fuck his own mother self he just wants to sit there and be brooding moody thinking about screwing his own mother yes. and drink
2: well sometimes you just don't want people around for moments like that <laughs> especially when they're goddamned hippies
0: Goddamn hippies and I love the way that he actually dismisses them too where the servant girl Brenda ends up walking up and asking him you know would you like to let them in or something like that and then he says no send them away we have enough whores in this house God basically damn. just demeaning her and his wife simultaneously hardcore Yeah, this guy takes asshole to a whole new level.
1: He does, man. He's a black belt at being a shithead.
0: He's got a black belt in asshole instead of a black belt in barstool. (laughs) He's... that's a callback folks hope you listened to last week they cut from this to nightmares thunderstorms and howling cats because it was a whole sequence of that later that night we see Brenda goes to see what's up with that damn fucking cat howling because at least Brenda seems like she would be a halfway decent human being she is startled by a well-timed lightning strike so Brenda's a little jumpy and then checks in on the blacked out Oedipus who has drank himself into a stupor and passed out face down in front of mommy's portrait yeah we would ask for a hand check but we already know what he was doing of course she walks over to where the mommy ground is laying on the ground and kind of caresses it a little bit then she picks up the mommy gown and then sort of kneels in front of the mirror holding it up looking at herself when she goes to pick it up and then she stands up and starts to undress so we have naked Brenda in the film thank you movie thank you movie and then she puts on the mommy gown which kind of makes you a little uncomfortable but you know her boobs are still hanging out so still kind of thank you movie
1: what the fuck movie (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> she starts in on some light nipple play, so I'm back to thank you, movie. Yeah, movie. And then Oedipus kind of wakes up enough to watch this from afar as her hand heads south of the equator and then back up to the Canyon of Infernal Delights, mm-hmm. if you catch my meaning. Yeah. I'm being very delicate about what she's doing here. Mm-hmm. She's doing a little five-knuckle shuffle. Uh, I think she's going full fist to the wrist.
1: Oh. <laughs> She's, she's wristwatching it. I got gotcha. you. Yes. <laughs> Ouch. Uh, <laughs> Particularly if it has one of those expando bands.
0: Oh,
2: no, wait. Are we, are we... Is she masturbating? <laughs> yes. Is she's... Wow. Wait, is she's... I did not pick up on
1: that. <laughs> <laughs> is she swatching herself? or?
0: Uh... I hope not. All right, so Oedipus seems really into this because he's got a lady once again in mom's dress and doing stuff to herself while he gets to watch. And then he gets a very, what I put in my notes, as a lust-filled rapey face because I don't think he's capable of expressing desire in any other way. And then the, let's just put this delicately more than what I had in my notes, self-exploring Brenda. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Self-exploring She's on a journey of self-discovery.
0: Yeah. She's, you know, working her way through the canyon of her infernal delight. Mm. <laughs> so romantic when you talk about it. I never see this side of you. What can I say? Watching a woman masturbate really brings out the romance in me.
1: <laughs> Watching a woman diddle her piddle really does it for you?
0: Well, not when you put it that way. That sounds really <laughs> immature and bad. I
1: know. <laughs> for
0: the record, I'm still kind of into it. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I, no sooner did those words leave my mouth than I went, "Oh my god, that was fucking horrendous."
0: Could have just said "flick the bean." At least you sound like an older pervert. <laughs> the
2: bean going around the traffic circle.
0: Yeah, while she's uh, exploring the outer rim of the universe, while she's fisting herself. <laughs> right, she is immediately startled by lightning, and I think she might have had a massive finish by that <laughs> that jump.
1: Yeah. Why is the mirror all wet? Just shut up. Just ignore that. <laughs> Someone grabbed
0: the Windex. <laughs> she gets startled by the lightning once again as the door was apparently blown open by the storm. Uh, that was not symbolic in any way, shape, or form that while she was touching herself, yeah. the lightning startled her that the door was blown all the way open.
1: Of course not. It's obviously, it shows that Jesus is mad at her and she must be punished now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Talk more
0: about how Jesus is mad about what she did. <laughs> yeah. Look me in the eyes when you say it. <laughs> zip (laughs) sigh zip all I'm saying though the symbolism that happens with a lot of these little subtle things I didn't notice until I was doing it for the review and it opened up a whole new world of respect for this film for me than what I had before never got before that when she got scared and the door blew open from the storm that there was something going on with you know
1: yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) I dug it it was pretty cool (laughs) oh wow it's all wet out there isn't it right
3: Right. the
0: doorways open and there's water flowing into the home it's so wet from the oncoming storm. Moist. Yeah. Well, she, a crack. <laughs> <laughs> she ends up walking over to the door and closing it because apparently the mood has been killed. She bolts the door shut. Now it's bone dry. We then hear Satan hissing at her because apparently the pussy's upset with what happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The pussy got wet. Yeah. And then she runs to find Oedipus gone from his chair. So she runs up the stairs. All of this stuff has finally got her a bit worked up and a little paranoid about her present situation. When you're in the casa de rape and humiliation, yeah, maybe you shouldn't be masturbating out in the open for all to see. Well, probably. I mean,
1: you know, what's life without a little risk? <laughs> all I'm
0: saying is, lock the door.
1: Yeah, right. Run How the water.
0: You learn this when you're 12 years old. You yeah. lock the door. You run the water in the bathroom, you and you get it done. Turn
1: on the stereo. You got in there.
0: It's <laughs> <laughs> so some light jazz. <laughs> Matt's in there little, listening to Kenny G. I
3: was just about to say Kenny G. <laughs>
1: A little little, little clarinet, maybe
0: some jazz flute. (laughs) So she makes it to the top of the stairs, and once at the top of the stairs, she is grabbed by the throat, and our killer's knife, the linoleum knife of doom, slashes her in the Torso. I mean, it God lands. Damn you, movie! It lands below her breasts and goes further south. She falls down. Satan howls because that's all this fucking cat ever does in this fucking movie. Fucking
1: cat, man, you're useless. Then Irina
0: wakes up and looks about the room, then ends up running smack dab right into the bleeding Brenda, who falls dead to the ground with her tits still out. So thank you, movie. Kinda. Well, you may not be into a dead body with <laughs> boobs hanging out, but I certainly enjoyed it. No, oh, there you go. So the necrophiliacs thank you movie. Not me, I mean them. So we're
2: we're about 30 minutes, maybe 25 minutes into this movie, right?
0: Somewhere about that,
2: yeah. Can we just talk about all the different fluids that have been on the mommy gown just since the movie began? (laughs) That is soaking up some serious genetic material.
0: Well, we know for sure that there was probably a bit of gush from Brenda before she ran up the stairs. Mm -hmm. Then there's gotta be whatever abusive stuff that happened just earlier in the film whenever Oedipus raped his wife pretending it was his mommy. So and
2: there's some issue.
0: <laughs> yeah, so that's got to leak back out because it doesn't look like the wife took the dress off right away. So right. we've got some definite semen, uh yeah. vaginal discretions from Yo. two different
1: ladies. <laughs> yep. 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 Yeah. That dress is uh, blood
0: yeah. and spit yeah. and sounds like a perfect prom dress. Ooh. Yeah, <laughs>
2: some sweat.
1: Yeah, Wait, where, Where's the blood coming from? What, does she have a prom night dumpster baby or something? <laughs> she
0: does in my fantasies. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Ha ha ha! What? Then you know
0: there's room for one again.
1: Oh, 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 oh. oh. Do you drop her off in just enough time to be arrested at home? E-yest. Yes. Yes, yeah. Uh. All right. Satan howls at arena
0: as Oedipus sloshes his drunken ass up the stairs, looking much like Matt on a three and a half day bender.
1: Motherfucker, please.
0: This that's guy like, got to do it in one night, though.
1: That's like, I get that done in like three hours.
0: <laughs> All right. So you have more in common with Oedipus here than we thought. Well, only that.
1: Just, I can way out drink that sandwich. Yeah, asshole though. <laughs> and Irina
0: does a laughing weep where, I hate to use the term because it's fucking sexist to use it in this day and age, but hysteria. <laughs> uh, uh. This is the definition of hysteria, the she, way that she's acting.
1: Yeah, she's in hysterics.
0: <laughs> Full-on paperclips moment. Their conversation is our next clip.
1: Please, you have to, to
3: call the
7: Are you out of your head? They already suspect I killed Faust. It'd be like putting a noose around my neck. They'll say I'm crazy, homicidal maniac. But you got to. No, I'm not going to. They'll never believe I didn't do it. And you don't believe me either. You have to help. Please, you've got to help me do something. We can't just leave her there. Got to get rid of her.
6: What do you mean, get rid of her?
7: Just that. Listen, no one will miss her. Questions get asked. We gave her the sack. She left without telling us. She didn't tell us anything about where she's gone. In the cellar. But bury the body in the cellar, or no one will be able to find it. It'll disappear forever. You'll have to clean it. Get all the blood out. Bury
6: the gum with
7: her. I can't do that. You know I can't. Damn it, you can tell. Man, keep it down,
4: boy.
6: You can put the groceries there.
4: Um, How come Brenda's not here, Mrs. Rouganine? We let her go. You fired her and she just took off? Mm. Hmm. I'll be damned.
6: Is anything wrong?
4: No, nothing, nothing. It's just that I got along pretty well with Snow White. Uh, That was my nickname for her. Ah, wait a second. Here, I brought some mail for you. I was down at the post office and old man slapped it on me. He thought since it was a wire,
7: it might be urgent.
6: Telegram for us.
7: Yep, good news, I hope. Oh. Loudmouth little ball breaker. Dumbass visiting relative is all we needed.
6: Didn't she come to our wedding? I think so.
7: It was 58 that
6: my sister moved to Paris. You know the loudmouth little ball breaker isn't little any longer.
7: Uh, yeah, I know.
8: Hey!
6: Huh? What's the matter, honey?
8: He touched me right on the right here.
4: He couldn't help it. It's his camouflage training. It looked too good to be real.
6: <laughs> Bruce <laughs> Giovanna! Welcome home. Welcome oh, home, my Ignore dear. <laughs> She'd probably you, but... Ignore the nightmares, <laughs> Giovanna, dear. Soldiers behave better in the old days, back in the Great War.
7: She's not here. Let's go home again. Oh, how do you like that? First, the ball breaker invites herself. and makes us come here for nothing.
8: Hi, Oliviero. Thanks a lot. Anytime. Thanks. Jack, oh. it's a lot cheaper than hitchhiking, and you meet the grooviest people. He was going to Bologna and he came all the way out of here just for me. What's the matter? You sick, Olivier? I don't believe it. You couldn't be Floriana. That awful little child? Yep, and don't gawk so hard. Any moment you'll swallow a fly. How are you, Raimi?
6: Fine, thanks. There's no need to ask about you, though. You look marvelous.
7: Well, let's uh, get moving. The sooner we get back to the villa, the quicker
0: we can celebrate.
6: Here, let me take that. Thanks.
1: Oh, Edward Fennec. Sweet Jesus. Hello,
0: ma'am. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> We got to go back a moment there in the clip and we got to talk about the soldiers grabbing the, we find out later that she's a hooker, but the lady that walks backwards off of the train and has been over picking something up.
1: Yeah. That's real inappropriate folks. Real inappropriate. <laughs> not cool at all.
0: You could almost watch a giallo and realize that all the things that the people do in the giallo are things that you should not be doing.
1: Yes. Totes and appropriate.
0: <laughs> yeah. I was really not happy with that scene. No. And the guy played it off like, oh, it's a training camouflage, la and all I heard in my head was it's locker room talk
1: now yeah locker room exactly yeah. now for all intents and purposes that was wrong it really messed up can we say though that was a nice rum it's okay to admire the rum yes it's but admiring. don't it. touch it without permission for exactly. fuck's sake. exactly i'm with you on that
0: and don't masturbate in public staring at it well all right i guess for you all right <laughs> 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 they cut from this to back at the house. Bennick owns the joint as she gets the skinny on Oedipus's lack of drive to write and do anything else. The dilapidated state of the home and how Oedipus is selling off furniture to make ends meet and to be able to afford liquor. Are
1: you sure you don't have
0: more in common with this guy than just the drinking?
1: No, I have a job where I can afford my own alcohol. <laughs> I don't have to sell my furniture.
0: Or your, your mother's leftover furniture that yeah.
1: you've inherited. Yeah. Yes, exactly. (laughs) No, no. Um, Again, unlike this guy, I'm actually quite good at my job. (laughs) (laughs) Satan goes after Irina once again,
0: and this gets Florina's attention, who notices a suitcase underneath the bed, and that leads to our next clip.
8: It's only a cat, and a pretty one, too. Are you afraid of cats? I just don't like him. His name's Satan. He belonged to Oliviera's mother. Ah, and Esther's famous companion. Yes. What's this? Don't tell me. A pair of black silk stockings, no less. Here, Rainey, have you some kind of fetish going on or something?
6: Hmm? Give it here. They must belong to the girl that used to work for me. I had to let her go. She was completely hopeless as a maid. Come on, let's finish your rope.
7: So you went to live in this commune. How
8: long were you there? Mm,
6: Six months. What did you do in the commune? Oh, everything, pretty much.
7: You hear that, Irene? A couple of months or so in there would do you wonders. Where the women belong to everyone.
6: Where the men belong to everyone. His sex is old hat. and He's scared to death of impotence. Literarily speaking, of course.
7: Sex is a very demanding occupation. The basic requirement is imagination. Something Irene is totally devoid of.
8: Isn't the tired, illustrious author being a little naive? What else is there? All the imagination in the world wouldn't do you any good if you couldn't get a hard it.
7: Well, go see who it is. Mrs. Ruveny.
6: Yes?
8: Sorry to
7: bother you. I was asked to deliver this.
6: Thanks very much. Good night. Good
0: night. Yes. What the hell is it? I don't know. I Had it dry
7: clean, you bloody fool. No,
8: I thought you did. Sure. You're going
0: upstairs. Come on. She had to have it dry clean because that's the only way they could get the guacamole stains out. Uh, Quote unquote guacamole stains. Some guac. And the blood of the serpent
1: Yes, that too. <laughs> that too. Unwillingly given. <laughs> oh, and then. Here's your weekly Potter reference. Yeah, do we do it weekly? I don't know. I don't think so. Probably not.
0: I probably should. We could. I love Harry Potter a lot more than I'm willing to admit. Me too. Even though I just said it on the air for everyone to hear. <laughs> yeah. All right. So this dress was apparently sent out to the dry cleaners, but Oedipus and Arena both swear that they didn't do it. I'm kind of wondering how that ended up happening, but at this point we don't know in the film, but I think you can figure it out by the end of the film how that happened.
2: Yeah. I'm more concerned about Oliviero's just flat. Out endorsement of a free use society
0: where he says all the women belong to the men,
2: yes. <laughs> what, yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a very like who's afraid of Virginia Woolf kind of scene. Here's everything that's wrong with us in about three minutes, and then we'll spend the rest of the movie fighting. <laughs>
0: I love the counter that uh Fenwick's character ends up giving him too where she says all the men belong to everyone, as in saying it's not a matter of which sex it is, it's everyone is in a free love society is free. And right. she does counter it in a very strong female character way. It's just Oh,
2: she's sassy.
1: Oh
0: yeah. <laughs> Dark hair, beautiful, mm. sassy. Yeah. This chick is checking all the boxes. Every box
1: we got, man.
0: <laughs> she's checking it. And I would love it. And to then check later her she box. gets spunky, but <laughs> she gets what? Spunky. Mm-hmm. Spunky and feisty. Yeah. 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 <laughs> mm-hmm. Gosh. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Make them manipulative and evil, and you're definitely checking every single you're, box I like You're
2: on your way. <laughs> <laughs> There's the blueprint.
0: <laughs> After the reveal of the dress being delivered from the dry cleaners, Oedipus freaks out, has a paperclip moment, drags Irene upstairs, and as Florina listens, beats the ever-loving piss out of his wife behind a closed door. And Florina is listening to this. She's looking somewhat cunning and extremely beautiful. Yes. And then she starts smoking a cigarette and I'm like, alright, so you taste like an ashtray when I kiss you, but I think I can get around that.
1: Yeah, you'd be fine. Trust uh, me. I can overlook that. You'll be alright. It's okay. Yeah.
0: She then calls out for Irene and Oedipus because, you know, she wants to try and stop the beating in some way. Yep. Without actually stopping the beating. In the 70s when it was okay to beat your wife, I guess. <laughs> Particularly in Italy, maybe? Ugh. I don't that was know. part
2: of the contract. That was in the <laughs>
0: the yeah. Damn. Well, you know, you're allowed to destroy your own property, I guess. Damn,
2: 1970s it. Italy, you scary.
1: <laughs>
0: Damn, 1970s <laughs> everywhere, yeah. you scary. Oedipus then emerges at the top of the stairs as she is standing there at the foot of the stairs, and this was a great set of shots where you look down at her at the foot of the stairs and you look up at him. Very well laid out for a good use for that staircase. Oedipus then will not let Florina help Irena, saying that she's absolutely fine and that she's going to go to bed, but then he starts getting kind of, well, in this case, it absolutely fits. Creepy uncle. Yes. All over Florina, who says that she is going to go to bed, too. Creeptastic. Probably the wrong thing to say to rapey uncle face. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Then later in her room, there is a knock at the door, and guess who it is, folks? It's fucking Oedipus, who lies, saying that he wanted to, quote-unquote, get some notes from the closet. Mm -hmm. He sure seems to forget that awful fast in our next super creepy clip. You need some stationery?
8: No. I'm just writing down address now would she or wouldn't she however sad the world of Oliveira Rouvigny, however unimaginate, his niece Floriana stands poised to help her helpless uncle enjoy life
7: again what uh, what made you decide to visit us
8: hearing the news about Esther's kicking the bucket just didn't get it together till now
7: what have you heard about me
8: Nothing. Just the usual. That since you got married, your illustrious brain has gone sterile. That you're a brute, an alcoholic, and a drug addict, etc., etc.,
7: etc., etc.,
8: Incidentally, is it true you slept with your mother, Oliveira? When you were already grown up, I...
0: Is it
7: true about you being a two-bit whore?
8: Well, they might be considered two bits well-spent.
0: Yes, they most certainly will be two bits well spent. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, so here's where things start to really, really unravel a little bit and we start seeing some more of what's going on with all of the different chess pieces moving around in the film. Lorena's not so innocent. No. She basically says I came here because my aunt died. And you kinda know what she's implying there. Yeah. And then she asks if he actually slept with his mother while he was grown up, as if that makes it okay. Yeah. <laughs> then he asks if she's always been a two bit whore. They're having this little double entendre talk back and forth where she's implying that she wants to try and blackmail him or get something out of him for what he has in some way, shape or form after his mother's death by some of this information that she has and then he tries to belittle her and put her down all the while admitting that he wants to, you know, jump on that Apache style well yeah, it's fucking Edward finnick anybody. Yeah.
2: There is kind of a Madonna whore thing going on here. Um I like the fact that when she asks if he slept with his mother, he doesn't deny it.
0: <laughs> no, he just counters it with she's a Yeah. filthy whore. Well,
2: <laughs> you're a motherfucker. Well, you're a slut. Oh,
0: okay. <laughs> yeah, that's not a denial. Good point. Yeah, so it's safe to assume that that's definitely the case. It wasn't just some obsession that he had. I think Mommy knew best on how to please him and he never got over that.
1: <laughs> Maybe, well. but I I I, I gather he was actually a decent dude until he got his writer's block. No, no. no. Is that no. really put out that he wasn't?
0: I think he was always a horrible person. He just uh, was a man of means. I got gotcha. you. He had writing capability. And then, I think the writer's block came when mommy died uh, because that tush was his muse. Oof.
2: Like remember when Stephen King was doing a whole lot of cocaine just because he could, and he had more money than he knew what to fucking do with, and then it kind of dried up, and just like, oh, okay, fuck, guess I better write some goddamn Dark Tower books. That's kind of where Oliviero's at.
0: <laughs> this is his pre-Dark Tower plummeting towards the <laughs> abyss and on his way to rehab.
2: Yep. <laughs> and getting hit by a car.
0: Uh. The only part of this story that has nothing to do with Stephen King is the whole, you know, mother banging thing as far as we know. As far so. as we know. <laughs> <laughs> this is Holy Oedipus's thing that he's got going on. Here.
2: Right. Stephen King grew up Methodist. They didn't do that shit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> After this, we see the title of the film enacted. Irina's Spice is apparently a locked room, which is more of a closet, and uh, he's not the only one that has a key. He kind of left it in the door. Yeah. From what I understand, that's a reference to a note that was left behind by the killer in The Strange Vice of Mrs. Ward, which also starred Edward Fennec, that was made by Sergio Martino, making a self referential thing with this title to the note from that movie, I guess, from what I read. I can't. No, it's it's true. Yeah, I didn't confirm it, so I just know that that was <laughs> a thing that I saw when I was doing some research on the film. All right, so Irene is locked in the titular closety room with only one other person having the key, and she she is attacked by Satan the cat, who apparently can travel through the ceilings into this room. It wasn't sealed off. It's no, just this little. A
2: cat can get anywhere, so I mean. All don't I know it. <laughs> the cat's named Satan. What the hell do you want? It can do whatever it pleases. And I really like the Disney version of this movie, which was that darn cat. Oh, God. Dean Jones and Haley Mills. <laughs> I enjoyed that quite a bit. <laughs>
0: Well, Satan has got his victim trapped in the closet. He rips the ever-loving shit out of her. The noise of this attack is so loud, in fact, that it wakes Florina up from her deep slumber, who wanders the corridors of the house, looking mighty fine doing it. Not in my notes, just, you know, a little inflection there. Yeah. And she's attempting to find Irina wherever she may be trapped and help her from the torment she's currently suffering. She ends up letting her out of the storage closet that doubles as the titular character of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> the vice of the locked room and then florina helps Irina out of the closeted room and to florina's room because that's the one place that she knows that oedipus isn't coming back to to make sure that irena is safe quote unquote that's not the case the movie knows that we need a lesbian scene that's where it's going
1: next of course i mean <laughs> what would this movie be without it she first comforts her <laughs> huh it's okay it's okay. Uh-huh. You just hold each other. No, it
0: comforts her. She tries yeah. to calm her down. She talks okay. to her. She's caressing her face. And but then, isn't
2: it nice?
0: Yes, it's very nice it's to so see happy. Okay. Yeah, it's nice.
2: This is one of those sexy, it's just all like hand-holding and neck-nuzzling, and you don't really get to see anything below the belt. I mean, I don't know. That's kind of disappointing. I watch these movies for a reason.
0: <laughs> the death.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> at some point whenever Florina is attempting to comfort Irina Irina ends up filling her in on all of her woes literally everything including all of the deaths and while she's bringing her up to speed on everything that's happened so far they kind of cut away from that to another outside scene of whatever's going on with Oedipus and they cut back after she's telling her about everything and at one point that's when Florina tells Irina that she's got a fever and the only prescription is hot Edward Fennec nothing symbolic about any of that
1: nothing at all so, Florina
0: does swear at some point loyalty to Irina and that she is an ally and on her side and the whole time we feel the lesbian sex teen tease building up and building up and then we finally have a very lovely silhouetted kiss and then it dissolves to the passionate longing loving caresses and hand holding and some passionate neck kissing in Cross Dissolves. But it's 1972, so how salacious were they going to get with a giallo film and lesbian sex?
2: Still, Well, Floriana says that she's on Irina's side, but really, she's on her back.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Eh, And all up inside her.
2: Allegedly, we don't see that. Loving her
0: strong. Well, (laughs) given the reaction that uh, Irina has from One Night of Bliss with the very lovely Florina, I'm assuming that she was touched in places that no man could ever Reach.
2: Mm. <laughs> let's let's mm. let's talk about Irina for just a second, specifically her face, because yes. goddamn, that woman has the sharpest cheekbones I have ever seen in my life. Slice on that right it's like she can talk and suck in her cheeks at the same time so when you combine that with like her Voldemort nose <laughs> oh, God. she's she's got like a Swiss army face
0: <laughs> there's a few boob shots in the sex scene though and they do have some stuff where it's implied oral sex I think the hand holding stuff because of the way that the hand like one hand reaches up and grabs the other it's implied Hands oral sex out. yeah oh, touching, me, touching, me. touching me, <laughs> me <touchy laughs> you. so overall I mean yes it's not as exploitative as we would like, but you know, not every fucking lesbian sex scene is going to be a Jess Franco ultra zoom into the crotch while a tongue goes into it. Wait, what? Why, why oh, that, not? That, that happens. Where? In Jess Franco movies. Are you not paying attention? I'm not. I have some. I don't know oh, what those God. are, but now I'm interested. Google,
2: just Google Lena Rome. You'll be fine.
0: <laughs> or don't Google it without
2: the. Yeah, <laughs> yikes.
0: <laughs> you will see more of that woman than you ever thought possible. Zoom lenses get into <laughs> all sorts of places it's, with Lena Rome. Is that a kidney or. Yeah, basically.
2: Oh, basically. Yeah. It's like being on Safari because all they do is explore the bush. (laughs)
0: Literally (laughs) and figuratively.
2: All right, so this
0: whole not very sexy sex scene ends with a phone call, which, because I needed to kind of catch my breath a little bit, let's just put it that way, is our next clip. Hello.
6: Good evening, Your Honor. Giovanna just got in from Florence this morning. Giovanna, you remember the one with the funny little scar? <laughs> Certainly. Tomorrow? Oh, tonight, well, I. Uh, well, she's very tired, poor girl. She's had an awfully rough day. Yes, Martha. Still tomorrow, then, Your Honor, and get plenty of rest. Oh, Your Honor, good night, Your Honor. I really am kind of tired, Aunt Millie. Think I'll turn in, okay? Mm-hmm. It's nothing like it was, Juman, my dear. Now all my customers have money, and the prices are going up daily around here. Sleep well, darling. Tomorrow's going to be a big day.
0: Uh, I hope she's not really her aunt, that's all I'm saying.
2: <laughs> that's the first time I've heard an episiotomy referred to as a funny little scar.
0: Uh, is that what it is? <laughs> yes. <laughs> So she's given birth, is what she's getting at. Hmm. Yeah. All right. So after this, the quote unquote blonde hooker wanders upstairs, takes her wig off and drops it down, and then just lays down and hits the sack. She wasn't lying. She actually is tired. Her door creaks open and she sits up to look about, failing to realize that she's in a nightmare fueled room filled with all sorts of creepy ass fucking dolls. That oh, most-
2: dude, fuck that fucking room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that room. I, no yeah. shit. That, that room was full of creepy dolls. No.
0: There's only one room filled with more creepy dolls that I can think of in an Italian horror film and that's in Kill Baby Kill with the ghost that's hiding behind one of them. That's so fucking creepy. Yes. <laughs> so she says the madam's name because she wants to make sure that that's not her just kind of checking in on her. Then turns on her light and looks about the room once again, showing off all of the fucking creepy dolls. We then get a creepy doll jump scare at some point and then she walks out of her door to the top of the stairs. The killer slashes her hand when she's reaching for the light at the top of the stairs and then drags across her throat she falls down to the stairs onto her back and then slides down the stairs on her back the whole entire way down gotta admit i fucking laugh my ass off every time that happens i just put
2: picture- surfing did
0: you say blood surfing or slut surfing i
2: said slut surfing
0: either way i'm into it
2: yeah. <laughs> my favorite jane and dean song <laughs>
0: I actually know the Jed and he's referring to, too. (laughs) Curse my father's love of surf rock that was handed down to me. I love surf rock way more than I
1: fucking should. I know.
0: All right. The killer then shuffles on down very kind of joyously. (laughs) It's almost like he's doing like a Gene (laughs) Kelly dance down the stairs. Did you notice that? I'm
1: singing in the rain. I'm
0: slipping in the blood. (laughs) Almost falling down the stairs. (laughs) So anyway, he shuffles on down the stairs and then we see that it isn't Oedipus. It's somebody else. We don't know who. If you have a very good memory, you will recognize that it's one of the dudes that you saw kind of briefly in the bookstore for like a moment. And that's it. He gets brain by the madam. Let's face it, this is a fucking whorehouse, and that woman is the madam. Did anybody see what it was she actually hit him with? I couldn't tell. It just looked like a fucking baseball bat.
1: Yeah, I think it was a baseball bat. Some blunt object. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Does he die? It sure looked like she cracked his fucking skull open and he fucking dies. It doesn't look like he just passes out. She hit him in the back of the neck, where if you get it just right, they go out. And if you get it really right with the right amount of pressure, they go out forever. Yeah. (laughs) It looked like she popped his head off his spine.
2: Yeah, we don't see him again. I'm pretty sure he um, met an untimely end
0: <laughs> she knocked him out of the park <laughs> of life <laughs> <laughs> this causes the madam to scream in shock and they cut from this to our next clip
8: hey hot potato got any cream in that tricycle
0: hot potato <laughs> well
4: mash me mash me
8: i'll need some cream
4: the best in the county coming right up the best because it's the purest the freshest and because it's the only kind i've got
8: how provincial you're not italian are you i'm a hybrid
4: ah so you're the latest victim of their slave trade Before you, they had this chick. Made the poor girl do every dirty job in the book. Could be that's why she hightailed it. Do
8: you know her very
4: well? Oh, what a piece of... She was a very nice girl. Hmm.
8: She shafted you then,
4: huh? Well, not exactly. I mean, one bright morning and, poof, she was gone. I only hope she didn't end up like poor Giovanna. How's
8: that?
4: Uh, Morning, Mr. Rouvigny. Morning. Sundays, I race trail bikes. If you want to go along, I'll show you a real
5: hot potato
4: yeah <laughs> oh one potato two
7: potato three potato four kind of pleasant this integration of europe don't you find sorry i'm afraid i'm a bit behind the times one of the pitfalls of a writer integration in what way oh
5: here we are in a piazza in the north of italy with german ale and scotch whiskey
7: it's all poison no matter where it comes from ah that's the trouble with you intellectuals you're cynical pessimism oh, come on you're not gonna tell me that the homicide squad is a hotbed of humor
5: inspector no it's not we do whatever we can with whatever is available and to think that our laboratory has even got a magnifying glass somewhere or other <laughs> jokes apart though i'm very sorry you're sorry why Well, the killer turned out to be the bookstore manager oh huh. you mean bartolo his real name was Licuari. And seven years ago, he escaped from the Albuzzano Institute for the Criminally Insane. Killing women gave him sexual gratification.
7: Well, you shouldn't have any more problems then.
5: No, not with this particular
7: case. But who knows what the next will bring. So you see, dispatching my ex-student to that great high school in the sky wasn't my doing. And you'd like to believe it, only there's this tiny voice that can't stop saying Oliviero's a killer. Does it arouse you to think that you're sleeping beside a killer?
3: Let go of
6: me. You're drunk.
7: Yes, yes, I'm drunk as a lord. As drunk as I was that night. But as drunk as I was, I did not kill our black Cinderella. It wasn't me. It wasn't. It. I didn't do it. Do you understand, wife? I didn't do it.
6: All right, husband. Why don't you go and tell the police that? No. You're mad. You're crazy. Let me go. I mean, you joke.
0: They cut from that to the motocross race that is in no way pointless filler for time in the movie.
2: I think the delivery boy's name is Anakin because this is almost as thrilling as the pod race from the Phantom Menace.
0: At some point in time, the guy's fucking bike dies out on him. So he's in the lead or some shit like that. I don't know exactly what's happening, but I guess whatever happens, his bike ends up getting the valves clogged and he gets all pissy and he's pulled (laughs) off to the side. Florina walks across the track to go check on him.
1: It's because he did get the bike over three miles per hour. Something like that.
0: Yeah, so the milkman is all pissed off and he unloads all of his fucking frustrations on her about his bike's valves getting clogged or whatever. And then at some point he ends up saying something about while he's bitching over and over again that this meant the absolute world to him or something like that. And then she goes to leave because he tells her to go to hell because she asked him some kind of a question. Then he apologizes to her telling her that this whole race was everything to him it meant everything to him. She asks was it really and ends up smiling in such a way that it will make all of your hearts flutter they sure knew how to shoot her in that particular scene yeah that's the only thing in this whole entire fucking dirt track bullshit that was worthwhile Uh was the smile that she says when she says was it really everything to you Mm -hmm. (laughs) my heart went to flutter Mm -hmm. they end up walking the bike away from the track and they cut from this to they ride up to an abandoned monastery from the looks of it I don't know what that is
2: how do you get his valve Unclogged.
0: Uh, yeah. <laughs> he had a little
1: help with, uh, you know.
2: <laughs> Is that what happened? Because, like bu- you said, they walked the bike off and then they rode up to the abandoned building. Bike's just fine. Don't yeah. know
1: how it happened. He got by with a little help from his friends.
0: He sprayed some carburetor cleaner on him, if you catch my drift. Oh,
2: okay. Yeah.
0: She cleaned oh. out his tailpipe. know well, if you're going to have anybody clean your valves, it might as well be Edward Fank. That's right? what I'm saying. Uh. <laughs> they end up heading on into the abandoned building and he lays out a sleeping bag like a fucking shithead. This is not the kind of place you take a girl like this to make love, pal. She even asks if he had sexual congress with the Brenda lady here. Why am I being so proper with all these terms? I don't know. There's something wrong you're, with you. You're
1: me. very proper. I think you're trying to impress her. Like you think she's listening to the show. Like Edward Fennig might hear this? Yeah. Like, wow, that pervert actually speaks very eloquently. <laughs> you know, he's referring to all my naughty bits very eloquently maybe i will call him it just might happen yeah maybe i won't
0: get a restraining order from wherever she's living right now Uh, she's like a princess and shit i'm pretty
1: sure that i would be killed if she heard this listen you know something max leave it to the police i mean all court tried to do is love her the police (laughs) called a third degree (laughs) felony No, seriously, like she's married to royalty so now. <laughs> she's
0: married to royalty now. Yeah. It's it's not getting arrested. It's you just disappear. Just, you fuck <laughs> with that, fuck that man. You just Royalty's fucking disappear. we over
1: there. We're in America. <laughs> There's no royalty here.
0: Yeah, like they can't hire somebody to come nuff out my life over here.
1: That's true, but at least it would be illegal. Over there it's probably anything goes. <laughs> Bunch of savages yeah. Bunch of, <laughs> in Europe.
2: Just savages over there. They wouldn't interrogate you first because all the incriminating evidence is right here on this episode. So, <laughs> and every episode. Last question. Ah. <laughs> all
0: right. So he lays out the sleeping bag like a fucking shithead. She asked if he had had <laughs> sexual
1: congress. Are you just mad at him because he gets to lay in a sleeping bag naked with her? Yes. Okay. She asked
0: if he had actually had sexual congress with Brenda at this exact location in that exact sleeping bag, and he just kind of asked if she is prejudiced. He doesn't say no. Oh, he did. He's he did. I think she just doesn't want to lay in the same soup that was left behind from the last sexual act. <laughs> well, you know what? In I don't think she bag. cares all that much. She gets in there, doesn't she? Well, this is the part that I start getting really uncomfortable with where he's just like all like happy-go-lucky and he's like, take off your clothes. He just tells her to strip down and he's still doing it like all happy-go-lucky. And so she does. So, wow. <laughs> all the time, good old Uncle Oedipus is watching from the stairs like a fucking psychopath. Ew. Which is making me Feel creepy because Fennick is naked in the fucking next cut of the movie and I love your movie for that. But then I feel like the guy standing there staring at her for the stairs like a fucking creep. Which <laughs> you're the creep now. <laughs> it's look so at James me James
2: Kahn in that shot. Look at me. <laughs> he does. He does look like James Conn. <laughs> like
0: post a rollerball match, James Con. <laughs> yeah,
1: look at me. Look at me. I'm the creep
0: now. <laughs> so they end up crawling on into the sleeping bag and they make the beast with two backs, all the while. Oedipus is a-watching, being all creepy and ruining it for the rest of
1: us that want to watch it. Hey, 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 you can't be creepy and watching it. We're being creepy and watching it. This movie put this in there for me. You stop
0: looking at it and ruining it for me, Oedipus. No one
1: else watch this. I don't
0: even bother learning your name. That's how much I hate
1: your character. No one else watch this. Anybody listening to this podcast, you can't watch this
0: scene. No, they can watch it, just not with me in the room.
1: Oh, oh, yeah. well, no <laughs> one wants to be in that room.
0: Daddy got work to do with this movie. On. <laughs> <laughs> I just, just creeped myself out a little bit, but I was kind of into it too.
1: Time to go interrogate the old dick and balls. Uh, so not a thing. That's a thing. That is definitely
0: <laughs> not a thing.
2: thing. Not your vice is a locked room and only you have the, your vice is a locked room. Uh-huh. Your vice Nobody is a locked Nobody else lo- can see
0: it. Technically my vice is, well, your vice is a locked room and only I have the Blu-ray. <laughs> Court.
1: <laughs> Your vice is a locked room and only X has the lube. Ouch. <laughs> I'm
0: chafing. I don't care Go if we're going to dry. for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> These sandpapery hands have done it before. They'll do it again. <laughs> Alright, let's huddle up in the middle here, guys.
1: All right, come on! Let's Jesus Christ.
2: Alright, everyone. All right,
0: everyone. All right so together. They cut from this to Satan kills the doves in the coop, which
2: gets Irene's attention. Who? And go- that's what it sounds like when doves cry in case you're... Ah,
0: there you go. Okay, fair enough. I heard Prince wrote a song about this because of this film.
2: Really? No.
1: I didn't think so. <laughs> Dumbass. That's <laughs> shitty history lessons 101. Alright,
0: so this gets Irene's attention who goes after old Satan and grabs a hold of him because she's finally gotten some courage and then she stabs little bastard right in the fucking eye with some shears while the crazy old bottle lady watches in sheer terror and horror. Satan survives the stab to the eye because of course going to. Yeah. And then he runs off. The bottle lady is accosted by Irene who then runs off back into the house wild eyed and manic because she's had enough of the cat and everything else. Just then Florina comes back and heads in to find Irene shaken and attempting to talk out the death of Her pigeons, she's trying to figure out what's going on, trying to calm herself down. Once again, we see her freaking out in hysterics. Florida ends up leading her into a talk about the cat Staten and then we kind of see a sort of flash forward where for some reason Irina is unwrapping a package and it's a bunch of sheep's eyes. She freaks out. We find out that Staten apparently really loves sheep's eyes and cream. I think this whole entire scene was just an excuse to have us get a gross out moment when she opens the package. Yeah. (laughs) Or one of those gaslight kind of things. I don't know. But Irina, whenever she opens that up, faints at the sight of the eyes and Oedipus being Oedipus doesn't give a shit. He's only worried about where the fuck the cat went why it hasn't been back for a couple of days and immediately accuses Irene of doing something. Then he gets all pervy on her as well while he's doing this accusatory shit. He then storms out because Oedipus is all fucked up and a pain in the ass. And then they cut from this to the one-eyed Satan puppet that is howling and the blood in the eye
3: <laughs> where it used
0: to be. They pulled out one of the doll eyes. It looks like a cat, like a stuffed animal cat. They pulled out one of the eyes and just shoved some meat in there.
1: <laughs> whatever. Let them do whatever they need
2: to do okay i have to interject here because we are not talking enough about the bottle lady we need to talk about the bottle lady so here are three jokes about the bottle lady okay number one why is maz Kanada riding a bicycle <laughs> number two she does not want you to find the center of the labyrinth
0: she does sound like her yeah like the the one that piles up all the junk on jennifer connelly's back in that right yes oh you can't yes. forget your bear yeah that dub sounds like her you're
2: right number three
1: no capes <laughs> edna
0: mode
2: <laughs> and I <a> guess <laughs> I am now finished talking about the bottle lady we can continue
0: I also wanted to point out that the way that the bottle lady talks that dub of like that blathering on person that no one really wants to listen to and kind of ignores yeah kind of have an aunt like that oh really it sounds just like her only not pro drinking
2: oh <laughs> oh shit okay joke number four the one redeeming characteristic (laughs) what was that go ahead for joke joke number four matchmaker matchmaker make me a match (laughs) that's that is her precisely
0: Alright, so they cut from that to one-eyed Satan howling as Irene sleeps and Oedipus tries to sneak in on Florina, who turns out is wearing the mommy's gown because she knows what that does for him. She pops up and asks if this is what Brenda wore when he murdered her. Somehow she knew something like that was up. She starts chattering on to him about all sorts of other kinky things that they may both be into and, well, that's our next clip.
8: don't look like Mary Stewart. But then you're no Earl of Leicester either. I've done some research on the subject. It's quite a story, two queens struggling against each other. Extremely enlightening.
7: And what's Serena's story? That she's stuck here with a drunken homicidal maniac?
8: No, nothing like that. It's just that with all that's gone on here lately, she's frightened out of her wits. And you? You say a lot more when you're willing to look. Yesterday, when you were spying on us in that loft, Of course I saw you. It had to be you. I kept thinking of how it would have been to have had you in that bag there. And you?
7: I see you're the cheap piece of tail I thought you were.
8: And do you really have the imagination you claim? Take
7: this dress off right now.
8: You rip it off my shoulders. Strip
0: me down. Okay, so Fennec is topless once again whenever he rips the dress off of her. This is a thank you movie because, you know, yeah. fucking Oedipus is there ruining it for us. Yeah. But not completely because... Ex- wow. <laughs> just wow, Fennec. Wow. Ugh.
2: She's just an advertisement for five-hour energy drink this, is, isn't she? She's just <laughs> a
0: nice lady, I'm telling you. It's a special concoction that is five-hour energy drink, Viagra, and
1: hardening cream. <laughs> <laughs> In a sense, you can fuck sound. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the type
0: of pharmacology it would take for you to be able to please <laughs> <laughs> Fennec it's a good thing the she cocaine can
2: vibrate was- faster than she is already vibrating
1: <laughs> <laughs> your your dick would vibrate at such a level that it could go into a whole different uh, universe it's called the speed force
0: <laughs> Yes,
2: yeah. you have to phase shift to actually <laughs>
3: enter her.
0: oh boy this just got all sorts of geeky and I'm <laughs> even turned on more by that yeah <laughs> All right, so Oedipus starts feeling up Florina, which is kind of ruining the fact that Fennec is standing there topless. And then they start kissing and plop onto the bed and then start getting after it. Some sex is starting to happen. They cut from this to Irene is in her coop with her birds. Apparently some of them survived or she got more pigeons. Who knows what the fuck is going on there? She is interrogated about the new shears that have magically appeared as Satan has been missing for two days. Oedipus may be a lot of things, but he's not stupid. He knows something is up. And Oedipus is... Just as stuck on his mommy's cat as he is on his mommy's, well, wait, is that symbolic? The fact that he's obsessed with his mommy's cat? Uh,
1: yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: Because he says something about this cat knows me better than you ever will and cares for me more than you ever will. And yeah, it's, it's it's his mommy's It's his mom's pussy. pussy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Whole lot of symbolism going on in this film. Oh, boy. So he attacks Irene for the fact that mommy's pussy's been missing for a while. Let's just <laughs> fucking say what it is. Yeah. Then he fake stabs at her with like a little drop of the shears right by her head and then proceeds to rape slash hate fuck the shit out of her in the coop. With these two, I can't tell which is which anymore. I don't even know what fucking kink Irina might be having with him if she's been into any of this and if her yelling no is like part of their play or what the fuck is going on in their weird psychosexual relationship. All I know is it leaves the shit out of me. Yikes. Florina watches this from afar and has a very evil smirk. She's looking for a way to twist this to her advantage let's just put it that way. Yeah. They cut from this to the crazy bottle lady once again out of the labyrinth and harassing Jennifer Connelly's character. She talks to the cops about something and wants to know where the chief is cuz she's got something to report. They cut from this to I guess incest at the hanging rock picnic time. I don't know what else to refer to it as. <laughs> <laughs> Florina's kind of there chatting with Irina about how much they hate fucking Oedipus while Oedipus is just kind of walking around the edge of the cliff trying to do this like very poignant staring off into space looking like he knows more of what's going on when in reality he knows the two women are gossiping about his lack of manhood and he just kind of tends like he's trying to ignore him. (laughs) Impotent bastard. At one point Florina asks Irina if she just wishes she was dead and why she won't just leave him. All of this gets handled in our next clip. You could be wrong.
8: He told me last he
6: wants to kill you. No. Destroy his plaything, his victim. He wouldn't think of it. Just his way of brag. What he really wants is to go to bed with you. He already has. Jealousy. you jealousy, jealous, Irene. No, not the way you think. He's a failure, not only as a writer, and he knows it. And refuses to acknowledge it. Perhaps that's the cause of the whole thing. Uh,
8: have you ever like thought of ending the whole thing once and for all? It would really be quite simple. Quite simple? hmm you just have to choose the method. That's like, for instance, a picnic with a tragic ending. A mm, husband slipping and going over the precipice. The inconsolable widow. <laughs> Doesn't it sound romantic?
0: Okay. You don't really need to have any knowledge of screenwriting or storytelling in particular, to already know where this movie's going. Yeah. You know what Florina's up to. Like, mm-hmm. anybody can tell. Yeah. If Matt can figure it out, Yeah, anybody can tell what Florina's right? up to. She's playing both sides against the middle and fucking them both, trying to manipulate them into getting something out yeah. of one of the other, killing them. Well,
1: you uh, you almost knew from the minute you met her, she had an agenda. You could tell, especially yeah. when she talks about
0: how, you know, she showed up because her aunt died. Yeah. You, you know automatically that she meant to show up right after her aunt died, but, uh-huh. you know, didn't get around to it.
1: Yeah, exactly
0: because she still had money Mm -hmm. (laughs) my guess all right so after this satan's house wake up irene later that night florina and oedipus are chatting post coitus florina is sick of all of the neuroses going on in this house we hear all about it in the next clip now that i found you i can't take her anymore
8: twin her hysteria and your sex fixations i can't take either of you anymore you keep this up i'm leaving now i think you'd better go any moment she could walk in on us And I haven't the least desire to watch another one of your spectacles.
7: You're not going to see another spectacle, because I'm getting rid of her this time. Please don't leave me. I've reopened the wall in the cellar, there's plenty of room for her in there. I swear this time I'm serious.
8: You're drunk. Get
0: out Okay, so Irene was standing just outside the door the entire time and heard all of this. So after this, she goes looking for good old Satan, who is yowling and driving her mad. She sees an open door and goes looking in the room. Her husband catches her and beats her horrendously, then walks off to, I guess, type at his typewriter, because that's what he ends up doing. Irene cries, because that's what she does at this particular situation, and gets to her feet to walk outside, where she calms herself down there are rocks thrown at florina's window and it's the dirt bag guy from earlier who could only just bring a fucking sleeping bag to an abandoned building to try and have sex with a lovely fixed character well he didn't try he succeeded but and i'm still upset about that yeah she should respect herself more uh-huh he's not worth that no he's not
2: <laughs> yeah but he shows up like john cusack outside of the window and you know might as well just be playing an old peter gabriel song
0: yeah but he wasn't playing the peter gabriel song which made that not stalking but romantic what he's doing
2: is stalking
0: what he's essentially doing is a late night booty call back before you could just text what he or is, call
1: what he is doing court
0: calls courting that's not courting as in my name you mean like
2: dating oh yes. okay sorry yeah that he was, was wooing her he was, was part of a hoot nanny yeah what he's doing
1: court calls flirting
0: <laughs> no usually my flirting consisted of saying pop goes the weasel and stalking him in the jaw <laughs> <laughs> and Matt just ripped his headphones off and his glasses and is trying to keep himself calm
3: oh, that was terrible you're a terrible person
0: <laughs> hey Matt pop goes a weasel oh no
3: it's a joke dude oh, no. so I mean I've funny. actually done it but <laughs> <laughs>
0: alright are we done now are you good
2: Right. I, just, I just appreciate the third base reference. <laughs>
0: He ends up asking her to go with him to the next race. There's a bit of a travel and she could go along because he needs roadhead or something, I guess. I don't know how that works. Irene is then plagued by the cat house once again as Satan darts past her. She chases him with the shears from earlier once again. She ends up down to the cellar where poor Brenda's body is lying out in the broken open brick wall there. This is obviously too much for Irene, who is overcome with, I guess, guilt for what happened to Brenda and they're covering it up. I don't really know. She runs back up the stairs and goes to her husband's study to maybe do a little preemptive killing. We're not really sure what her motivations are at this point because she's all frantic and basically self-gaslitten at this point. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> she's worked herself up into quite the frenzy. She flashes back to all of the abuse as she moves in with the shears and sees that he typed up kill and cement up the wall in the cellar like a million times, almost Jack torrance stuff. Aisle. All work and no play makes Jack a dull point. Right? This sends her into another frenzy. This time it is with stabbing, and right after she's done with the stabbing, she faints. And that leads to our next clip.
8: Such a simple wasn't it? I was beginning to wonder if you'd ever take
6: it. No, I didn't know what I was. Look at this. Look what it says. I mean, he was going to kill me for real. He already opened up the wall in the cellar right next to the girl.
8: You can tell your side till you're blue in the face. You're still going to spend the rest of your life in prison. Yes. You know, judges are uh, almost always married. And they're not about to absolve a wife who has. It's a matter of defending a privilege. My mother once told me that Auntie Esther had a valuable set of jewels. Where are they? They're no use to you now, and I'll inherit them
6: anyway. No, please, Flo, don't. Please don't talk like that. Sure, take the jewels with my blessing. I don't. I mean, my God, I couldn't care less. But don't run out on me. Partners, huh? All
8: right. Let's get rid of the body.
0: Okay, so just in case you were wondering what it was that Florina was going through all this trouble to get her hands on, it's uh, the family jewels. Yep. Yeah. All right, so after this, this starts. You
1: did that before.
0: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, incest, the game the whole family can play. (laughs) including a niece. Uh, This starts up a wall up the corpses sequence which usually is pretty entertaining to watch as a dude with white hair that has been on the periphery of the entire film the whole time stands outside the house looking suspiciously at the fucking house. Irene offers Florina the jewels. There is absolutely no symbolism in this. She's just handing over the family jewels. Yes. Florina was running a confidence scam all along in case she couldn't figure it out. She won't offer much more than one more night of comfort for all of this crazy, horrendous wreckage that she has caused. So her and Irene spend one more night together and they cut from this to white-haired dude is creeping around the grounds of the dilapidated house. They cut from this to Lorena sleeping. She wakes up and does a post-coital cut and run. Jewels and all, she ends up heisting them and taking off with them. She hears a sound while trying to leave Irene wakes up to the empty bed she even does that very classic reach across to look for the person and find they're not there yes you almost feel sad for her Mm -hmm. in that moment yeah she calls out for Florina and gets up to go looking for her the typewriter is going typing again and when we finally get to see what it is there is no one there and the words revenge have been all typed out also in the Jack Torrance style including spacing and underlining and different ways weird tabbing yep. <laughs> all of this stuff that they did with the word revenge back in those days someone had to sit down and type that all out for them oh. all of those
1: pages Terrific. <laughs> i wonder if they got like a courtroom stenographer would just do it
0: no they probably had some poor fucking production assistant probably, yeah. who had to do hunt and peck typing
2: uh, uh. <laughs> you sit here type this type and this shut up <laughs>
1: Let me teach you something about Hollywood.
2: <laughs> Type something, will you? We're paying for this stuff.
1: Nice. And stop looking at me with the bug eyes. Yeah, Ghostbusters reference, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, X, I'm sorry about the bug eyes thing. I'll be in my office.
2: <laughs> what better podcast than this? <laughs> Actually, you have. have. You literally have. I mean, that's, that's,
0: that's, that's something. two levels. All right, so the typing of revenge is all complete in the Jack Torrance style. She walks down the stairs to check it out and is grabbed by By Florina, who asks who is in the room typing and did Irene ask her to stay to kill her? Of course, she's paranoid because the jig is almost up on her confidence scam. She charges into the room to find that it is completely empty with a cigarette left kind of burning in the ashtray while it is still smoking. She looks over the Torrance Revenge pages and Irene comes in. Florina grabs her shit and bolts out the door after Irene asks what she is going to do. She is pursued by Irene, who runs into the white-haired dude, and they start kissing, so that was apparently the plan all along. They're going to explain it much better than I will in our pent-ultimate clip. She's sure to be at the bridge at eight now. She
6: has no other choice.
0: Yes, it'll be the end and the start of everything.
6: You came to the end you deserved. I'm only sorry you suffered so little. (laughs) (laughs) I only pray that there is some kind of life after death because then your mother will be there to tell you just how long my vengeance has taken since I started by killing her and I saw to it that you could lie together with your little black slave for eternity you hear me, Oliviero? yes, yes it was I who had you killed simply for the delight of watching you begin to think you might actually have done it yourself. <laughs> it was so easy, so easy with your memory drowned in alcohol for me to slash away until your last scrap of self-confidence was ripped to shreds. Oh, I destroyed you, yes. little by little, hour by hour, and I was going to go on destroying you and see you burst with madness. Until I found out you wanted to get rid of me as well. But I hope somewhere, some part of you is still alive so that you can go on suffering forever.
0: Okay, so that is the ultimate controlling from the bottom right there. Yep. What an evil fucking plan. Damn. I'm wondering if at one point in time when they got married, if he was actually like a halfway decent dude. Then That's he banged. what I thought. Maybe he banged his mom and that's when he started becoming like a weird psychopath who hated his wife because yeah. of the guilt he felt for banging his own and, mom.
1: And what I always felt... Was he was an okay dude till the the writer's block, and not saying that he was okay dude, saying he was a fucked up guy. He probably fucked his mom, and he's all fucked up. He was an asshole. He didn't become he was violent an deep inside, but he had an outlet while writing, and he could put on the cover of being a decent dude. And then once the writer's block happened, probably right when his mother was well, probably no, probably before his mother was murdered, the writing block happened, and that's when he started becoming a, a drunken asshole, which set in emotion I think he probably
0: at one point in time. Had- an alcoholic-fueled rage yeah. hit her, and Irene yeah. was like, you're done. That's it. And, and she's she been re- enacting this plan ever since yeah. so because I she knew it was only going to get worse. I think it's
1: he, he got writer's block, he turned to booze, he became a violent drunk, and then, well, she, she came up with a plan.
0: A writer and alcoholic kind of goes hand in hand.
1: Yeah, but violent. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, sorry, you, you resemble that what you were saying? Yeah, pretty much.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so at what point does all of this kind of take place? It really doesn't matter. The fact is that this is a fucking evil as shit plan that Irene has pulled off over years, and it's pretty amazing that she's actually made it come to fruition. They cut from this to Florina and her man riding on a very Europey ass motherfucking windy road that doubles back on itself for no fucking reason. Yeah. It looks like a handy cap ramp at a stadium. Pretty much. <laughs> Why the fuck would you build a road like
1: that? No idea.
0: We get flashes of a billboard with some underwear ad on it so that's kind of th- a good thing to see. Thank you movie. And then we see someone opening a can of some type of liquid and it's gasoline. They dump it into a bucket and then that bucket is then tossed out onto the road and then Hot Rod ass hat loses control when his bike hits the gas and goes sliding out. Both he and the lady take a header into the road and I'm assuming they're both dead. Whether or not they are, it doesn't fucking matter because the, the white haired dude grabs the lady's bag, then lights a match his cigarette, and then throws the fucking match into
1: the gasoline. Fire
0: everywhere.
2: Death! Death! They're dead. That's some Mario Kart shit right there.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Man, they were in first place and someone just threw the fucking turtle shell at them.
0: It was like yep. it was like a turtle shell, that, a banana peel, and yeah, the spike turtle that, shell. That blue shell of fucking pain that <laughs> lit them on fire and fucking killed them. It makes me so
1: fucking angry.
0: <laughs> the worst part about this is, is that we will not be seeing Edward Spanek anymore in the film, but luckily it's almost over. They cut from this to white-haired dude is at the cliff or the picnic at Hanging Rock type thing, and he is talking with Irene in our ultimate clip.
5: It went all slick as oil. It was child's play. Even simpler than that girl.
0: Mm.
6: And the jewelry? Did you get it all back?
5: All of it. She'd put it in a plastic bag of all things.
6: (laughs) The bitch. Convinced she was the smartest thing around. The problem now is the two bodies. Why?
5: It's a typical highway accident.
6: I meant the two corpses in the cellar. They might be found. Come here, Walter. I want to show you something. How about bringing them up here in the middle of the night? Hm? What do you think? Far enough down for you?
0: What can I say? It's a great idea. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Uh-uh. White-haired dude has left the film because she shoved dummy his dropped. ass. <laughs> yep. You cannot have an Italian murder mystery without at least one dummy falling from a great height and being obviously a dummy. Especially Giallo. Like in this era, early 70s, you gotta have that in film. Well, you don't have to have somebody fall, but if they're gonna fall, it has to be a dummy and it has yeah. to look bad. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, so she shoved her white-haired partner off the cliff and then she returns home to find the cops waiting for her. The bottle lady apparently reported her for stabbing the cat and animal cruelty so the cops are there to take a look. She does the dumbest fucking thing she could possibly ever do and invite police into her home, particularly with bodies chilling in the basement. Pretty much. I'm just saying. All right, folks, I don't care if you are committing crimes or not. Never let the police in. As a rule. Ever. Unless Unless they have a warrant. Well even then. Make make, them get a warrant. Make them get a warrant. And even then, unless you're the victim of a crime, don't let them in your home. Like unless your home was part of the crime. Uh, Never let them in. As a matter of fact, just don't ever fucking talk to them. Probably better off that way. Damn. So, like an idiot, she invites them in to "quote unquote" have a drink. They think it's going to be fine because they're only there to deal with a cat, and this isn't really "quote unquote" official business. So they all start having what looks like scotch. Given that it's an Italian film in the '70s, it's probably J and B.
2: Oh, there's so many J and B bottles in this movie. (laughs) Shitloads of (laughs) them. When they're cleaned up after the first hippie sing along, and that's all that she gives the fucking bottle ladies—just empty J and B. It's everywhere. Have you ever tasted that? Stuff. it's terrible it's wretched it is swill i don't understand how anyone can just oh let just drink this straight from the fucking bottle you burn it it's a fucking molotov cocktail waiting to happen
0: <laughs> i think the j and b might have actually been funding some of these movies and that's why all their bottles ended up in them
2: all of them good lord <laughs> they were like italian pepsi <laughs> <laughs>
0: We already know where this is going. Anyone who has basically read any Edgar Allan Poe stuff, particularly the black cat, you know where this is going automatically. Even when you hear the cat howling, you know what's going to happen. You, you should have seen it set up by now. I think even Matt could tell what was about to happen. Yeah. But Irene doesn't really do a very good job of talking them out of looking for the cat once they hear it yowling. One of the policemen figures out that it's probably coming from that cellar door that's open, so it's probably in there. They should go looking for it in case it's hurt. Irene tries to object to this but since they're there looking for an injured cat, she's pretty much fucked and she shouldn't have let them in. They start cataloging the wines in the cellar whenever they stop hearing the cat howl because, you know, the cop is looking for a bribe there or something, I guess. <laughs> she ends up offering him a bottle, but he says, oh, that wouldn't be proper. I shouldn't take it. But once again, the cat starts howling just before they leave and then they check the wall. There's a little tiny hole. The cat has been digging its way out from inside, obviously. Then Irene loses her shit like Telltale Heart and other Edgar ground Poe story style (laughs) and the cops end up busting in the wall and there is the cat lying there howling and everything and her husband's corpse we don't see brenda's corpse not sure what happened to that but they roll credits only there's no credits
2: i do think that one of the great things about this movie is it shows you just how many things you can do with plaster This is like an instructional film. This may as well have been like an episode of Home Improvement.
0: <laughs> well, it goes off about as well as an episode of Home Improvement for the actual work being done. Pretty much. Yeah,
2: that's true. When Irina took the shears and stabbed out Satan's eyes, the first thing I thought of was fucking Lord of the Rings. She stabs his eyes out. She so. <laughs> stabs his eyes out? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I, I also like the part where <laughs> it just comes out and says, oh, you have silk stockings. Do you have... A fetish? That's a big fucking jump to make. You know? It's like, well, no. Maybe I just have some stockings. I'm, you know, I'm, a, I'm, an, I'm an attractive woman, even though I have a Voldemort nose. But we clip. Yeah. They, they have stockings. That's what happened. So, anyway. As far as silk yeah,
0: stockings go, the TV show gave me all sorts of fetishes.
2: Yeah. No, well, yeah. But, <laughs> you know, for, for me, this whole movie is just slapping, fucking, and meowing. So I, I like it.
0: Sometimes not in that order. Sometimes. all at once
2: sometimes all at the same time right (laughs) and those are the best scenes
0: this is certainly not the kinkiest of all the giallo films but it certainly pushes some boundaries for 72 it's still really early in the cycle and my god they start really kind of pushing the edges quite a bit i mean by the time we get to torso in 74 the full-on perversion that happens with giallos is in full swing and it even gets even creepier and weirder when the outlier folks are taking shots at trying to do what martino and the other guys like argento and everybody else else had already been doing but man for 72 this gets really kinky really fast and i think the lovemaking scene between the two women might be kind of cut down because of the time i don't think italy was really ready to start going salaciously with you know lesbian sex as much as they were with female nudity when it was implied male on female sex fucking prudes Not. i that's just a speculation i don't know for sure
1: i'm just going off speculation (laughs) calm down italy's not gonna be mad at me for saying that court no they'll be mad at you for so many other things probably like, I've made a lot of but, horrible generalizations about their country. But
2: then again, you did have uh, Fellini, who put out Satyricon in 1969. So that's like a three-year gap, and Satyricon was full of all sorts of sex and, you know, deformed people walking around with, you know, their dicks hanging down to their knees. So, I don't know. Maybe this certainly isn't, I guess you, you would you would say it's not as artistic as a Fellini film, because, Fellini. But they had been primed for it, I would think.
0: I'm thinking that what Fellini was doing and what the type of crowd that that appealed to is a little bit differently than what the giallo was shot for. Giallos, for the most part, when they got started, were supposed to be salacious and kind of risque movies that pushed boundaries, but they were for your blue-collar folks that, you know, want to get drunk and go to the theater and that kind of thing. That's what they always seemed to be what they were for. They were kind of like the grindhouse sort of thing, and maybe those particular people in 72 would have gotten up in arms and not been all for that kind of, like, lesbian sex seemed to be that salacious. Maybe it would have been shock and outrage or maybe they were concerned about, you know, seats getting soaked for
3: some reason.
2: How drunk am I is the question. (laughs) Right. Because if I'm drunk enough, that's just fine. (laughs) Thanks, movie.
0: It's not the best yellow film that was ever made, but the thing that elevates it is Fennec. You can't stop staring at her when she's on screen; like you're mesmerized.
1: I don't care who you are. She is a she is a mesmerizing woman. She's
0: strikingly beautiful. Yes, she is. It feels unnatural it, that like, she is as tr- attractive as she it is.
1: Punches you in the face. Yeah, huh? she punches you in the face with her beauty. She kicks you right the nards with her beauty. Just by standing there and looking gorgeous. Wolfman definitely has nards.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's like your mother always says, hey, don't stick your dick in. Cr- Crazy
1: and you're like, but Ma <laughs> Crazy's so good and bad. <laughs> Look at her. <laughs> Crazy's really fucking hot.
0: <laughs> Particularly would in this do case. that? <laughs> I could go through and I could nitpick a lot of the plot convenience things that happen in this movie, like how Florina just ends up showing up. Did Irene send away for her? Or did she literally just run out of money and decide to show up to try and collect at just the right time to where the kind of plan that's been taking place ended up being escalated? There's a lot of convenience stuff that that you get in any kind of other movie that I would probably pick at a little bit more but the things that I really like about this film is it wears the Poe influence on its sleeve they mix so much stuff together not just with the black cat but like the fact that they bury him in the cellar and there's a wine cask in front of it has a little bit of a reference to the cask of Amontillado to it as well and all the different things that they're doing not just with the black cat and I know the black cat does have somebody get entombed in a wall as well but that was Poe's thing man he loved putting people usually alive (laughs) into
1: stone walls yeah Did he have a
0: fetish? I think that might have been his fetish. It wasn't just black silk stockings. Yeah, right. (laughs) No, those are pretty good. (laughs) All right. So because we ran a little long again tonight and we had a bit of a late start, we're going to skip the news. We're going to take another break here. We're going to play a little bit of music. We'll have a promo for one of X's podcast. And when we come back, we will close out this show. I'm Cootie. My name is X. And I'm Chef Al, and we're your hosts on the Kiss the Goat Podcast.
5: On our show, we're going to break down some of your favorite devil movies from the past 50 years.
2: We also drink and talk about religion. <laughs> Which is a terrible idea. That, that is a great idea.
4: And I'm going to give you some great recipe ideas to go along with the movies that you've
2: been watching. We also answer questions from our listeners on every single episode.
9: And I also, frankly, discuss my sex life at really
2: inappropriate times.
3: Ah, she does! <laughs>
2: I do, it's the thing! I tell terrible jokes, saying what I'm drunk. And
0: I haven't been paid yet. They said they would pay me, and they, uh... And
2: kiss the goat! Exclusively on the Legion Network of Podcasts.
4: Uh, seriously, can I get some money? Kiss!
3: <laughs> Do the job, Al.
0: This song is absolutely awesome. I have no idea what it is that I just put in here, but I'm very happy that I chose it.
1: I, uh, I'm i either completely rocking out or I'm completely mellowed out. I'm going to say you're rocking out because yes. apparently
0: I chose Cat Scratch Fever. Really? As performed by Pantera when they covered it. Much better than the other douchebag who performed it. <laughs> yes, very much so. That's why I chose the Pantera yes. version. Yeah. Even though Phil Anselmo's a little questionable these days yeah. as well, I would say. Oh, yeah? Or probably has always been and just kind of, you know, is mm. starting to show his true colors. Uh uh, yeah? Uh, they might be a lot of black and red, if you know what I'm saying, allegedly. Uh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> Before I start disparaging more musicians, yeah. <laughs> let's give the floor to X so that he can talk about his projects. Go right ahead, sir.
2: Gets the Go, Food Chain, Theme Warriors, um, Cinema Beef Podcast, 100th episode of that is coming up very soon. Uh, let's see. You can find me on Facebook and Twitter. You can find my books on Amazon. You can find my music on Bandcamp. So if you have any questions, just, you know, slide into my DMs, baby, and I'll slide right back.
0: My question is, where do I find you on Bandcamp?
2: You look for Hollow Men, and it's zeros instead of Os, and a three instead of an E.
0: Hollow Men with three instead of an E, and zeros instead of Os on Bandcamp. And I'm assuming that you're writing under your actual name, no pen names or anything like that, to find you on Amazon?
2: Yeah, yeah. Jeffrey X. Martin, and I have novels there, and there should be another one coming out. God, hopefully by summer if I can get the fucking thing done. Well,
0: hopefully Hopefully now that you're taking a little break from podcasting, you'll have some time to actually work on the books.
2: That's part of the plan. Yeah.
0: All right. Awesome. I look forward to having that stuff come out. So hollow men on Bandcamp, folks, that's hollow with zeros replacing the O's three replacing the E in men and Jeffrey X Barton as the author page for Amazon. Check that stuff out as well as the plethora of podcasts that he is a part of on our home network of Legion podcasts as X himself. We are also proud members of, Legion Podcast. You can find us at legionpodcast.com forward slash cinema dash psyops. We have a Facebook group, Cinema Psyops, where all sorts of wonderful interactions are happening. We're actually getting notifications about our Dracula episode that we did, Matt, believe it or not. Really? Yeah, a lot of questions and everything. Uh, Alex from what was the Skeleton Crew and now does the Married with Children podcast. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you're familiar with those or not.
1: Uh, I know the first one. I'm not aware of the second.
0: Right. Well, uh, he had actually posted a few questions that he had about, you know, some of the things that were going on after our Dracula comparison episode that you did all the notes for. Yeah, And then, you know, actually ended up uh, reaching out to me from there a little bit further as well. And the Skeleton Crew did a couple of uh, episodes actually about the Universal Monsters as well. So I'm going to be checking that out. Nice. So I just wanted to kind of bring that up. That's the most recent interaction I can think of. You can find me on Facebook. I am Court Styops. You can find Matt on Facebook. He is Matt Styop. I'm still trying to talk him into posting a picture of Blonde Chaney Jr. with blonde hair.
1: <laughs> in his disheveled
0: form might, and getting rid of the plank. That might be That
1: might be coming up next. I've had the plank so long. though. No. If
0: I Photoshop it, you will do it, I'm yeah, betting.
1: Yeah, uh, I probably will, yeah. So you don't have to do the work is yeah, your thing? Yeah, yeah,
0: pretty much. You can email feedback to Matt, sciopmat at gmail.com. Let him know that incest
1: is best. Oh. <laughs> you, can email, oh no. you can
0: email feedback to court, cinemasyopscourt at gmail.com. Tell him to stop being such a motherfucker. Take that however you want. Literally. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) You can find us on Twitter where you can twit a couple of tweets to a couple of twats. I am at court underscore styop and Matt is at styop. Matt, people I mean this. I know I've said this before and you've let us down repeatedly. I forgave you for everything including the photos of Pam Greer but seriously, tweet us some photos of Edwig Fennec.
1: Listen, it's not that we're angry. We're just disappointed. Very disappointed. You didn't
0: hook us up with anything Pam Greer related. We can forgive you that. We're seriously. I
1: don't know how much I can forgive you that. Seriously folks,
0: tweets some photos of Edward Fennec at us. Come Please? on. come on. Just all we're asking. Come on! Help some guys out, and while you're at it, go for X's Twitter as well, and let him get some of those photos of Fennec. Really flood his. We- uh,
2: that is at Jeffrey X Martin. That's E-R-Y, not R-E-Y. <laughs> and my screen name is Tenebrae Wyatt, so yeah, do that.
0: Yeah, send them some photos of Edward Fennec, and I'm guessing Pam Greer would be okay if they want to include you in that, if we ever get that to happen next. I would not be mad at it.
2: <laughs>
3: Alright.
0: As a matter of fact, if you can get his photos of Pam Greer and Edwick Fenwick interacting in some way, shape, or form, whether you drew it yourself or whatever. We'll check that out. too. All three of us will die. <laughs> <laughs> I will die an extremely happy I think, man yes, though.
1: Yeah, I mean, big smiles
0: on her face. Yeah. And,
1: and remember the people who died in the Batman movie in the, <laughs> from the Joker stuff? That's what it, we'll look that's like. That's what we'll look like.
0: Yes, and we're gonna go out on that happy note, folks. Kick the fuck out of this week and make it your bitch. however has some context because so he wizard invites her to it
1: <laughs> <laughs> now this is pod racing
0: are you just going to start randomly quoting that shitty
1: fucking movie the prequels yes definitely i and will f- mute uh, you and how dare you sir even suggest that the prequels are nothing but a masterpiece <laughs> get the fuck out you are
0: fucking fired
1: <laughs> how dare you sir <laughs>
0: You don't even believe that fucking position. You're just trying to get me to go at a fucking diatribe about Toy Boy Lucas again. So fuck him and fuck the prequels. Don't make me do the one that'll really hurt you. What? Fuck Star Wars. You
1: motherfucker. <laughs> Dude, watch yourself that Fucking shit's a national treasure Do I have to mute you? No Alright Alright <laughs> This is wizard though Fuck off
0: I'm gonna hurt you Now I lost my place You fucking plot <laughs> <bought. laughs> All right. Come
1: back to X laughing <laughs> right.
0: Fucking broke the recorder He's throwing his fist in the air Holding onto the table He shook it so much The fucking digital connection broke on us <laughs> I had to reset it. You can <sighs>
2: fix it, Annie. You're the best pilot I've ever seen. <laughs> oh.
1: <laughs> yes! God damn it, X. Mm. Not you too. Mm. Doctor, oh, be careful oh, with your lips. Oh, by the thing.
3: Oh, <laughs> I <I'm> think. <so laughs> <so innocent.
0: sighs> no. Yeah. fucking done yet. Alright, so they cut to the uh, fucking pointless ass filler of the motocross slash whatever it is, dirt
1: track race for these motorcycles. That's the slowest race I've ever seen in my entire life. Fuck off. What? No, no, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not doing, I'm talking about the movie now. I'm not going,
2: don't worry, I'm not going back to the fucking prequels, okay? So you to thinking these people are gonna die? Oh
1: my god, X, why would you do that? Jesus, man. Who's say. Even I know you went too far man you went too far you crossed a line that can't be uncrossed
0: yeah, jar jar is the best character in all of the
1: films ever oh my god <laughs> he did bring about the clone wars yeah yes, he he, he, all he all is the fall. one that he the one that put the emperor in power jar jar the emperor palpatine does not have power if not for jar jar fucking Bing.
0: which is why he's the greatest character ever
1: because you're for the empire right in that film yeah i'm yes. for
0: all the rebels being killed
1: yes Yes, that's right. Yeah. Yes.
0: We're not talking about that shitty film. We're talking about this film.
1: What the fuck? Which, <laughs> wait, which shitty film? All of them. <laughs> you fucking out dick. Did. Jar Jar. Except for Rogue One. R- Rogue One was pretty sweet.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. I, I mispronounced that. The way I spell it is Rouge One. Rouge One. <laughs>
9: Your dad has that in front of the team.
0: hard to get blood out of fucking silk sheets
1: <laughs> Good god almighty what are you doing
0: uh nothing